Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen I won't spoil your experience if you are not sexual you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual it takes energy meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, your martial arts form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing. And instead of energy going out into the earth, it goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra, a heart to hear. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through a uh, thrusting channel in Tibetan. I mean, uh, in Chinese. Business called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. 
and we say that, well, I don't feel it, you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it, because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's it's not a three-day wonder, you know. It's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. This is Coach Kyrie, and this is Original Native Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. That's right. This is Symptometry, and we are in the building with Symptometry Night. Every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, this is our 15th show in a row consistently. We got the timing, we got the frequency, and we got the dosage popping off and Tonight is going to be another extravaganza. There's no need for me to waste a lot of time. You all already know that this show is sponsored by RelaxationIsTheKey.com as well as OriginalNativeRadio.com as well as SymptometryBooks.com. You want to get the info and the lowdown on what symptometry is all about? You want to get some of the literature? Go over to SymptometryBooks.com and you can check out all the archive shows. All the shows are right there. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. If you want to get the ginger recipe or any of those other things, you have questions, go there. And also tonight, we want to announce the new Symptometry website, Symptometry.info. <laughs> www.Symptometry.info www.symptometry.info that's s y m p t o m e t r y .info Woo! I love it. 
Also, we got Destiny Grind in the building tonight. Definitely make sure you get over there and check out DestinyGrind.com tonight. It's your destiny to get your grind on. Getting Coming to Optimal Health is a grind. It's a process. It ain't overnight. So y'all get ready for it. We get ready to bring in my people's Destiny Grind up in this building. Now, we stay full of surprises over here. But, you know, I couldn't do it by myself. I just and I refuse to try to do all this work by myself. God, of course, is first in my life. He helps me or she or whatever. I don't really have a sexual connotation on the on the creator, but for sure, he has sent many um, helpers for me to help and to help me down my path. And as always on Tuesday night, I can't do it without myself. Y'all put y'all's hand together. Get up on your feet. Do the bionic jump. My man, he's a co-host with the mostest. Uh, we call him the, the, the Greensboro Shaman, uh, Dr. Charles Abbott. We're talking about just the acupuncture, the body talk, the Chinese natural medicine, just all-around cat. Two dogs in the house. All the hands together for my man, Dr. Charlie Abbott. I'm Sue. What's going on, big brother? Oh, everything, big brother. How you doing there, brother Kyrie? Hey, man, blessed by the best and excited, excited, excited about tonight's show and super excited about Dr. Nardi coming back to Greensboro on June the 30th. You know that's right, at Mount Zion Baptist Church. That is 1301 Alamance Church Road in Greensboro, North Carolina. And that's going to be... That's awesome, baby! June the 30th, June the 30th, so mark your calendars. The American College of Symptometry will be in the house. Coach Kaye will be in the house. It'll be Symptometry Day in Greensboro once again. <laughs> We're taking over. The, look, I told him my own theme. I was talking to I was talking to uh, I was talking to the head of marketing over at Symptometry, and I said I said the truth is coming to Zion. <laughs> How about that? The truth That's is what I'm talking about because. I be thinking about the matrix, you know what I'm saying? And so we're gonna to try to get this flyer done as soon as possible about the truth coming to Zion. The best the best health care people have never heard of. We had a great crowd came out, uh in Greensboro. We had people coming in from Atlanta, Virginia, uh uh, uh maybe some people from Tennessee. I know you know, um your queen came all the way from Ohio, so we want to have an even bigger turnout this this time, June 30th, for people to get a, get their local experience all about symptometry and the American College of Symptometry, why we need 1,500 students, 1,000 students, 1,500 students. We want 2,000. I want 5,000 students. But we want to get all started with 1,000 students by the year 2015. So I think maybe next week we may do a show just dedicated to the College of Symptometry and really the need for people. I definitely want to congratulate those who have already came in, passed their entrance exam, and they are now doing the thing to, um, you know, to maximize and spread symptometry as the best health care never heard of. Um, The chat room is also open, so I know people are like, well, what happened to the chat room? Just refresh your screen, and you'll pop right back up in there. I, I hit it a little late. But what I want to do tonight to get the thing set off is, the subject of blood. Last week, Dr. Nardi was just going in and talking so fast and quick. He said something about blood should be traveling at the speed of light. I said, wait a minute. And, I, and, and it was like three days later that I called him and said, did you say that blood was supposed to be traveling at the speed of light? 
And that kind of caught my attention, Amsu. And uh, he said, yeah. And, and you know how he talks so matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, well, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> so tonight we want to um, we want to pull that up on the radar and talk about blood moving at the speed of light. What do you think about that subject, Amsu, about blood moving at the speed of light? Oh, yeah, blood has to move at the speed of light because chi moves at the speed of light and chi moves blood. Okay, mm, so mm, chi moves blood. The force moves blood. But if the blood is filthy, just like you could have, we could have a stagnated chi where the chi is not moving, if the blood is filthy, if it's dirty, then it slows down. And based upon the things we know about with the 45 foods, that at this point in time, the symptometry has scientifically um, analyzed, we also know that it will create trash in the cell. So then what happens is that we end up with filthy blood. So then we build resistors and chokes and things like that in the blood. So it slows it down. So blood doesn't move to the speed of light. Blood becomes like a flood, and then that's where we get the hard masses, the tumors, and things of that nature that show up on the screen and all the, um, you know, diagnostic equipment that, that are out here today. Yes, 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 yes. And that's why I brought in a special guest. I know Dr. Nardi is going to be surprised about this. I brought, I got a brother on the line I want to bring in. Before we bring Dr. Nardi in, he, uh, this brother right here is awesome. I mean, I, uh, we talked about alkaline, alkalizing the diet and the vegetarian diet, but a brother like this um, down in Charlotte, North Carolina, destinygrind.com, his name is Tariq Bay. Um, I mean, this this dude is just totally amazing with what he's trying to bring to the community as far as healing, making it affordable for the alkaline water. If you are interested in having your own alkaline portable unit, for your water source, if you um, can't can't afford or, or or haven't quite got to the Vital Life Structured Water yet, we do re- well. Kaya recommends the alkaline water for the time being. Go to alkaline water dot uh, alkaline water to go dot info alkaline water to go dot info and check out our website over there and some of the some of the products we have as far as portable flask and having your own alkaline water in your refrigerator for your home. But this brother now is doing live blood analysis, live blood analysis. So I want y'all, without further ado, to put y'all hands together for my man, Tariq Bay. By the way, Tariq's about seven feet tall, so I call him Elegante, the giant. What's going on, Tariq? Peace, peace to the guy. What's, What's good, bro? Man, it's all good. Tariq, this is my big brother Amsu in the building, and Amsu, this is my man Tariq in the building. Okay, Tariq. All right. My fault, I ain't mean to cut your wisdom, Lord. I want to jump right into this live blood analysis and tell me, tell me something about live blood analysis. I know you heard us talking about dirty and clean blood and healthy blood. Tell me a little bit about live blood analysis. Oh, man, well, let me give you a little bit of background how I even got into it. I mean, I was, like you mentioned earlier, we were selling uh, alkaline water ionizers out here. You know, we was definitely uh, getting people involved with alkalizing their bodies and, with you know, with a proper diet and a proper water. But uh, anyhow, uh, one day I came across uh, this book called The PH Miracle 
by uh, Dr. Robert Young, and I was reading this book, and this this this, this doctor was, you know, he was healing a lot of people, and uh, one of the things that he said was, you know, until you see your blood live on a on a screen, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So, you know, I sought him out, and uh, I found one of his uh, one of his uh, students, and they were doing live blood in the Charlotte area. So I went to him and. He took a sample of my blood, like a prick. Many, many people out here who, uh, you know, use diabetic testing kits, they, they've seen these little uh, lances that you prick. It don't hurt, you know, so he pricked my finger, got a sample of my blood, and he put it on a slide, and he put the slide on on a microscope, and this microscope magnified this thing like 20,000 times, and uh, I saw my blood on the screen. I even put it on YouTube, uh I put the I put the link up a little later, but uh, I saw my blood on the screen for the first time, man, and man, it amazed me. I saw I saw the the, the red blood cells. I saw the white things that you read about in the book. I saw this thing, and it was live. It wasn't it wasn't there, so they were they were doing what they were normally doing in the body. Um, so I saw how they were interacting, and what I noticed at the time uh, that I took my sample, I was acidic, and my blood. When we're talking about dirty blood and clean blood, my blood was dirty. I mean, it was. I saw it. It, it, it kind of horrified me, man. I, I saw bacteria. I saw fungus. I saw all these little things running around my blood, man. It was like infested, man, and, and it freaked me out. I'm like, yo, what's this? So that's how I got in, interested in it. So I said, you know what? My people need to see this, you know. And because when I when I when I went and had it done, it cost me like almost twenty bucks to, to to have that done. And I know most people, you know, especially in our community, wouldn't be able to afford something like that. So I said, you know what, I got to learn how to do this myself, and I got to bring this to the community because our people got to see this, man. Because men lie, women lie, but blood Never. don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> men don't lie. Blood don't lie. I mean, you can you can tell you can, you can say all these things. You know, people can say, "Ah, I eat a good diet. I do this and that." You know, but when you look at a person's blood, you can see exactly what they've been doing, exactly what they've been eating. If they've been eating the right diet, their blood wouldn't look a certain way. So, when you see a person's blood under the microscope, it, it's kind of shock therapy because once once a person sees that, it kind of it'll shock you into making some type of change to clean it up because. You, you know, if, if 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 you see the picture of a normal, how the blood's supposed to look versus the way uh, someone who's sick or has acidic or dirty blood look, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, it's, it's amazing. But it's a real simple procedure. You, you you prick the finger, you put a piece of you put a sample of the blood on a slide, and you put the slide on a under a microscope, and the microscope hooked up to a high power camera, and the camera's hooked up to a monitor, so you'll be able to see it. Right there before your eyes, and it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing. But uh, I mean, until you actually see the things that's going on in the blood, man. I, I mean, I I didn't went to medical school or anything like that, you know. So I didn't really have a background in this. So when I went to got certified to do this, you know, I, I did I did some samples. I studied, and man, it's, it's it's man, it just opened my eyes to a whole lot of things, man. A whole lot of things. Once you see it for yourself. You understand what I'm talking about. So when you, you guys on here talking about blood and things like that, man, I, I say, you know what, this is definitely a conversation I need to be a part of because people got to understand that if the blood is the building block of everything, you know, your red blood cells, like, your red blood cells they, they transport 
oxygen, nutrients, things to the, to the rest of the body and the cells. And if they're not doing their job, you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel sick, you know, and, and none of these things can operate in an acidic environment. So once, once people get to see this for themselves, it, it'll open up a whole lot of, man, it, it'll force some changes. Trust me. <laughs> I know that's right. And see, that was a, when you told me about this machine, you you hadn't even listened to one of the symptometry shows. I've been busy, you've been busy, I, but I've been saying, y'all got to get Tariq on Dr. Nardi. You got to come see what's up with Dr. Nardi. Then when we linked, you told me about the blood analysis. I said, we're doing a show on the blood analysis. Look at that. So tonight, you getting ready to sit front row with Dr. Nardi and get this right in the face. So put your mouthpiece in, everybody strap up. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Before we bring Dr. Nardi on, we got him. He, he, he come on about three minutes. We got a testimony about a brother who also has been um, un, uh, under the guidance of Dr. Nardi who wanted to come on and say a little something-something about blood and his experience with symptometry. So y'all put y'all hands together for my man down in Houston, Big Time Danny. How you doing tonight, Danny? Peace, doing okay. Doing all right. All right. I'm glad you took the time out to join us tonight. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say just a couple of words. Uh, uh, I've been under Dr. Narcus' care uh, for a while, and uh, I was dealing with boils for almost a year and a half, close to two years, and uh, because of uh, certain stressors. And... Uh, uh, I used to be in the service for about seven years, and they used to give us immunization shots and all kinds of stuff like that. So my blood kept getting caked up with all of this stuff, and then I was eating food that I should have I shouldn't have been eating. Uh, like I didn't know that you, I couldn't eat oranges, <laughs> you know. I, I, I didn't know any of that. But what it what ended up happening was I tried everybody. I tried certain uh, doctors who, you know, said that they were gurus, and I went straight vegetarian. I was very strict. I did acupuncture. I did uh, traditional medicine. I did everything, but I couldn't get rid of boils. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what is this? What is this? You know, I was, I'm pretty all right. I don't fool around too much, so why am I, <laughs> why am I experiencing this? And uh, the VA couldn't tell me. Nobody could tell me. And when I went to the VA, they told me that I'll be having that stuff for the rest of my life. But only, I would say, two and a half, three months on Dr. Narti's uh, regimen. Um, it's been like a year and something, year, about a year and a half. I had not seen one boil ever. And, like, oh. I'm not afraid to go swim. I'm not afraid to go put shorts on because there's nothing showing. Everybody... I'm 30, but everybody thinks I'm 22. My hair is like, my hair grew like you never believe. Uh, my eyes are white. Um, and uh, I recently, I got my hand, uh, I, I got a boxer's fracture in my right hand. And uh, uh, those those people from the VA remembered me from the, uh, uh, from the, from the previous time with the boils. And so... They were asking me, "What the heck did you do? Like your blood, like your A, your A1 health. You're like, and some of the people who didn't know me in the VA, they assumed that I was like 23 or something, like something like that, because of my health. So uh, that's crazy, you know. My, my hand is in a cast now, but I'm 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 gaining movement in my fingers faster than anybody else that is over there." They've asked me what I've been doing, but I didn't tell them because I didn't want them to know about Dr. Northy. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, maybe that's that's just me, but you know, that's that's what's been going on in my life so far. Hey, well, that's what all I gotta say is. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> we picking them off out here. And that's just one of the testimonies, of course, of plenty of people who have come up under the guidance of Dr. Nardi and, like you said, returning back to A1 health, you know what I'm saying, reversing the aging. you at 30 years old and probably you having a, a, a much faster healing faculty going on uh, with that broken bone since you've been, you know. How did you even find Dr. Nardi in the first place? Well, um, I was doing a lot of searching, um, uh, I, I, when I was when I was in the military, I was a mass communication specialist. So I found out a lot about people who were curing AIDS and stuff because I was in Africa and all these places, and it it, it just sort of drove me to be on the never-ending search of finding people who can just help, you know, especially our people. And uh, so I was just doing this research, and then when things started to happen to me, you know, I, I was working out and not losing weight. I was doing all kinds of stuff, and then so stuff just started to happen to me. So at first I was doing, uh, you know, uh, natural medicine uh, with, uh, you know, with people who know herbs and things like that. Well, the herbs wasn't taking care of the problem. Then uh, there was uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture was just sort of delaying the process, but, Nothing was working, and then I tried uh, uh, Dr. Sabi, and I have respect for him and, and, and his practice, but for me, the, the, that experience was not for me. And then uh, then I finally found Dr. Narti by uh, Brother Clenard Henson with the Vital Life Water. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, because I bought some of his water, and his water was pretty good, too. And uh, so I trusted him because of his product. So he said, well, I got this guy you could, you could talk to, and he could probably help you with your situation. So when I called Dr. Narti, it was crazy because he knew he, he knew what was going on. I told him the symptoms, and he was like, oh, well, did you go through this? Did you go through that? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I did. I went through that too and that. And, and so he was like, well, this is what you need to do. And then he told me what I needed to do. He told me what products I needed to purchase. And the the products weren't even expensive. Like, the whole thing is inexpensive. You can afford this on a shoestring salary. And uh, it, it's just, it's, it's great, you know. He, he, he saved my life because I didn't know what was going on with myself. I didn't know what was up. I didn't know what was up with my blood. And he, he saved me from from these VA people using me as a, uh, uh, guinea pig, because you know that's just what they do. So, uh, I'm, you know, that's how I found them. I found them by by an endless search, and I finally found them. And uh, you know, one day I would like to participate in this school because it really made a difference in my life. And my family, my family has seen me do it like a three sixty transformation. I look like how I used to look in high school. And even even when I go to uh, like the high school reunions and stuff like that, people was like, "Man, you ain't never changed. You found a fountain of youth or something, or what are you doing? Because you still look like that." So, uh, you know, thank you guys. Thanks, thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, 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 thanks to you know, thanks to the creator and 
and uh and thanks to uh Dr. Narty uh you know for even doing this and sharing this because you know we all know what kind of times we're living in and for him to share something as big as this this is awesome This is a dream come true It's awesome baby Without further ado, y'all put y'all hands together for the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Dr. Maxwell Narty. Dr. Narty, how you doing tonight? Oh, fine, sir, fine, sir. Uh, I've been uh, listening with rapt attention um, what uh, um, Dr. Rick said earlier, and I didn't even know that... uh, 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 Danny Asbury will be on tonight. I, I, I'm I'm shocked because not shocked, but uh, I wasn't told at all that uh, he'll be on, and uh, I'm just delighted that uh, he came out of his own free will to give this testimony. You know, and uh, that is good. That is good. And since today we are discussing blood and blood flowing at the speed of light. Um, I like what uh, Mr. Tariq said um, earlier uh, with his live blood analysis because um, uh, anything that I do should be verifiable, see, because uh, we live in a world of of skeptics, uh, people who just don't want want to doubt just for the sake of doubting, or doubting as a uh, as a game, even though they see the truth, they can verify the truth. They still want to throw some doubt in there, and that's the kind of world we live in. Uh, and using a microscope is a very good way to start uh, uh, treading on the scientific path. When I was studying microbiology. And this, the microscope was a good tool. And this was where I had to go back to the beginning of the microscope. In 1674, with Lewin Walk, who discovered the cell under the micro- microscope. And then I started my research from there. And uh, until 1953, when uh, uh, Crick and Watson discovered the molecule of DNA, still using a microscope and using uh, infrared uh, spectrometry, Um, this really made me to go knee-deep in science. And then I discovered chromatography. But before I discovered chromatography, I was uh, was one Dr. Stein, the late Dr. Stein, um, who likes me very much because he spent some time in Ghana and... uh, uh, he liked Ghanaian so much, and uh, one thing he kept saying was, I like your accent. I, like, I just love your accent. I just love your accent. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. So it was music to his ears. He was the chief, chief examiner at the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office in West Harrison. So he used to invite me to and give me special pass to come to see what he was doing during uh, post-mortem. That was when I saw uh, how various diseases have caused death. Uh, then I said, all right, so now that I've seen this with my own eyes, because he told me that, in fact, autopsy means 
to see with your own eyes. You see, and uh, the microscope also helps people to see with their own eyes. And that's chromatography. Chromatography also helps people to see things that are in the various foods, in the various products, with their own eyes. So I combine these three to launch symptometry. And why is it that symptometry is forging ahead and is very difficult for people even to, 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 I mean, to, to punch a hole in symptometry? Why? It's because everything that we do is verifiable. Today we are going to discuss blood. I will not go into blood chemistry because uh, that is too, uh, that's, that's not good for the general audience. But I'll be using blood and how it flows at the speed of, at the speed of light to emphasize one very important point why people are chronically ill. Why people are chronically ill. Some people are chronically ill because of their profession. What Danny did, I did not tell Danny what I did for him. He just got the results. But how I, get, I got to the point where I was able to get results was he was very honest with me. He told me that he was in the military. He was some kind of specialist in the, in the, in the military. Okay. That gave, me, that gave me fuel for my research. Okay. People who are in the military, what do they have? What are they exposed to? They have a lot of stress. Two, um, they are vaccinated. They are given all kinds of vaccines, anthrax vaccines and so on and so forth. So what I did was I found the particulates that reorganize blood after a vaccination. I found the particulate that reorganize blood after shock. I found a particular diary organized blood under stressful condition. After a person has been exposed to many stressful conditions and many nights under stress. So I, all I did for Danny was I reorganized the electrical pathways, the biochemical pathways, and the nutrient pathways as well as the electrical pathways in his blood. That's how I was able to get rid of all his boils. You have to know blood. You have to know how body essentials and brain essentials flow at the speed of light and what interferes with this speed, this speedy circulation. Once you know, once you have identified what interferes with the speedy circulation of the body essentials, and you have the particulates to match these interferences, you are going to cure the disease at the cellular level and then at the blood level. 
This is the beauty of root cause therapeutics. There is no disease that we cannot cure. None, none, none whatsoever. Sometimes it may sound as if we are being too pretentious. Uh, no, we are not. We are not. This is a God-given talent that the entire world is now benefiting. We didn't know that there are millions and millions of people who have been waiting for, in the wind for, for, for root cause therapies. We didn't know. Now look at how we are flooded. From children, the parents who are calling about their children, parents who are calling about themselves, uh, wives who are calling for their husbands, husbands who are calling for their wives, and so on and so forth. We didn't know that. So once we are discussing blood, we are also discussing root cause therapeutics. Because if you want to define health, you know it as tissue renewal plus nurturing plus enzyme surplus equals health. Now, if you want to cure a disease, as I did for Danny uh, Ashbury, what I did was I defined cure. I, I, I used the formula for cure. Health disruptors, which are identified in the vaccines, and his profession. Profession is very important. To know how dirty your blood is, your profession, your eating habit, and your lifestyle are very important. Mechanics, or you call them fetus, mechanics who come to me for treatment, I know they, are they, are, they have been exposed to exhaust fumes. You do deconstructive research to know what exhaust fume contains. A lot of sulfur dioxide, a lot of lead, on and on and on. So you find the right particulate to match these health disruptors. It sounds very easy. But believe me, the training of asymptomatics is intense. It is unforgiving also. <laughs> I don't forgive because I'm made of cells, and my cells don't forgive me when I screw up. So in symptometry, it's the same thing. The advantage about symptometry is even though you're going to have a very, very low grade initially, you have somebody there to help you to get better grades. That person will show you what to do to get better grades. The person is not just failing you for the fun of it. The person wants you to succeed. The person, you want, the person wants you to be better than him. Better than him. Tell me you have, you have been in martial arts and all that. You have, you, have, you have worked under various masters. Who is the master who has ever told you that I want you to be better than me? Masters, oh, have, yeah. always, masters have always put themselves at the topmost level, at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the tip of the pedestal. They are the master, and you are the student, and you are going to be the student forever. That is, that is, that is, that is the hierarchy. In symptometry, no, that does not hold. You are a student today, you also be a teacher tomorrow. So you are being prepared to be a teacher tomorrow. That's why, the, that's why it is going to be very tough. 
that somebody will be holding your hand, and each time you slip and you fall, you get up, and you will continue until you succeed. Thank you. Boy, 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 where my stuff at? Um, that one right there got me a little shell shocked because you're right. It it is very rare that you find a teacher that not only uh, desires their students to be at the same level or better, but then starts to demand it. Um, me, fortunately, um, my martial arts instructor and, and my um, and my teacher, I came to him, you know, with a similar situation of wanting to learn how to heal cancer. He had healed himself from cancer. My father had cancer. And um, that was all I came for and ended up never leaving because he was not satisfied with me just coming in, learning the system and leaving. He wanted me to learn the system and to become a teacher. And so even the first day I came in, I had only planned to be there one weekend and he all of a sudden was talking about how I had to be better than him. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm only here for the weekend. And uh, now here we are 11 years later. Um, I am I am a teacher um, under That's good. That's very uh, good. Yeah. Grandmaster Senyata Saraswati's system with Shindao Energy Arts. And I, and, and I would not have um, been in this position if I would not have had a demanding teacher. And and I feel that some people have to have different type of teachers. Some people don't, you know, are not built. You know, like we said last week about the flaky DNA and the stable DNA. Some people are genetically built for some things, and some people are genetically built for other things. But me as a student, and I consider myself a master student, I'm only built for challenges. Like I've never, I've always ran out on the football field first, I've always wanted to be out there at the coin toss and have my nose right in the middle of things. So even when you came and said, hey, uh, we want you in the college of symptometry, uh, let's get started, I said, I accept this challenge, you know, and, and, and because that's where life comes from when we start to be creative and we start to face our challenges. And that's the same place that I coach from in my own personal business is people turning and facing their fears and realizing that most of the time, you know, what the fear is the biggest hindrance because when you have somebody, a teacher who has the humility of uh, a Dr. Maxwell Nardi or a Senyata Saraswati or Mitchell Gibson or John Painter or things like that, you 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 start to expect that anytime you move from teacher to teacher. You know, I'm not moving to stay a stay a teacher. I'm not moving to like disrespect the teacher either. I mean, stay a student, but you know that encouragement to say we need help to spread this, and just like Danny said, getting this information out to the public about symptometry, um, I have decided that this is one of the things that matches up with my life mission of, of saving lives for a living, you know, and it just adds on to my repertoire of what I can use, and that's why I brought Brother Tariq in with his specialty, and, you know, that's why we deal with uh, the Academy of Cosmophysics and things like that, because symptometry recognizes all sciences and realizes that we all need to work together, right, Dr. Nardi? That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's why I. That's why in my opening statement, I I, I recognize uh, the valuable work that Tariq has been doing. Uh, that's that's what that's how I started my uh, my discussion t- tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tariq, you are you still on the line? He might have his phone on mute. Let me see. 
He's still in the building. He probably just got his phone on mute. Tariq, take your phone off the mute. I'm here. Uh, have you been listening to uh, the intro Dr. Uh, Dr. Nardi gave us just now? Yeah, yeah, I've been listening. Huh? What yeah. did you uh, What did you think about that? Give me some feedback on just the first part because he's getting ready to go in. Man, who's who's talking about the microscope? I mean, you, de- you definitely got my attention with that because, I mean, people people out here got all kind of theories, but you got to be able to prove your theory. If somebody is coming to you and they and they're ill. They're having some type of illness, and you look at and you're able to look at their blood under a microscope, and you can show them, look, this is this is how your blood looks now. It's, it's crappy, you know. I'm gonna put you on this therapy here. You come back and look, and it's cleaned up, and they're feeling better. It's enough said. This is in the blood. It's in the blood. <laughs> if, if, if you don't have anything, if, if you don't have anything out here that's working on the problem, the problem is the blood. If you got dirty, bad blood, you got dirty, you got you got sick cells. Your cells gonna build sick tissues. <laughs> Doctor Nardi, I think we may have us a new student coming into the university. <laughs> well, Tariq, we are we are ready for you. That's excellent. And not only that, you know, we have so many projects. We have so many projects at the college, and since we'll be around for the next ten thousand years. Uh, you will have uh, Tariq also working on his project, special project uh, within the framework of um, enlightenment. So that uh, that would be a very good one. Well, I look forward to introducing Tariq and Dr. Nardi uh, at the at the Symptometry Symposium on June the 30th in Greenville. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We will be in the building. All right, Dr. Nardi, what I wanted to, I, I know you have a lot of stuff laid out, but, you know, Kaya throws his questions in there. One of the questions I wanted to know was when you said blood moving at the speed of light and light is electricity and the blood carries electricity, um, on a percentage of the people that you come in contact with for, let's just say, the last 20 years, do you come more across uh, clean blood or do you come across toxic blood? And what are some of the things that people can look for just maybe with their naked eye before they get up under the microscope that may be some of the telltale signs of dirty or toxic blood? Which one do you come across more first in your practice? Um, the blood, I toxic, not, not toxic blood, but dirty blood is number one. Um Dirty blood is number one. Um, well, uh, I had a, a cancer patient in my in my office. She was discharged to after after chemo, several bouts of chemo. She was discharged to go home and die, and uh, she refused to do so. And then she gave me a call. Uh, when she uh, she she drove three and a half three and a half hours to come and see me, and I told her I, t- I told her that no, um, I'm not available Monday to Monday to Saturday. I'm only available at the clinic on Sunday. She 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 pleaded with me and pleaded and pleaded and pleaded and said, okay, all right, all right, okay. Uh, how 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 many days have you been? Are, 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 are you left? Uh, to spend on this planet. How many days more? They said they gave me just three weeks to live. All right. 
So I said, okay, I'll be, I'll, I'll see you at the clinic. So I drove to the clinic and I waited for her and she came. She drove three and a half miles with her relatives. And it was very sad, very sad. So when she came to me, the first thing I saw, she, I saw how her, her abdomen was enlarged. Right away I told her that, nope, your spleen is massively congested. Then she said, how do you know that? Um, let me let 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 me ask you one question. Which side which side hurts most? She said, "My left side." I said, "There you go. The spleen is on the left side, and the liver is on the right side. And look at you. Your feet are all swollen, puffy. The whole body so puffy. You have nothing but dirty blood. You are suffering from septicemia." You know, toxins of different bacteria, moles, and viruses. You know, their waste are clogging up your your circulatory system. So, take this particulate. Take this part. Okay, I ask also. Do you have headaches? Yes, a lot of headaches. So, do you have all your pills? And she brought out a slew of her pills. Oh, it's so pathetic. And they wrote. Palliative, they wrote palliative on, on her bottles. Palliative means you are going to die. This is just to make you a little bit comfortable. Palliative. So I read this one, this one for pain, this one for nausea and vomiting, this one for the... I said, listen, your nausea and your vomiting is coming from your dirty blood. Your blood is massively dirty. And your cough, I said, forget. So I gave her a particulate. One of the particulates was for blood cleansing. I gave her the particulate. And five minutes later, she told me that the pounding headache I was having in the car before I came here, the headache stopped. I didn't have to take the one, uh, estaminophen. And the one for the, the drug for, for, for pain and headache. I said, no, you don't have to take that anymore. Really? I said, yes. All I'm doing for you from now on is I'll be cleansing your blood. Now, I'll be cleansing your, your, your spleen. This one is also for the spleen because the spleen stores blood. And now... Your lymphatic system is all backed up because there's too much congestion, too much debris in your spleen. This woman was so elated. So I asked her one question. Are you ready to die? She said, no way. I said, that's the, that's the answer I wanted to hear. And with this alone, you will be on the path to recovery. So dirty blood is everywhere with most if not all individuals let me explain to you why blood is dirty first when you taste blood you know like you know whenever you are bleeding and you like to taste your own blood you see stuff is very is very salty remember when you were kids and uh 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 we are running those. You know, we had to lick some of our phlegm and all that and our mucus. We, we, as children, it was 
it was salty. So we have salt in our blood. We have salt in our system. What does salt do? Salt is a reactor. What does a reactor do? It reacts with every nutrient that is in the food we eat. Every nutrient that is in the beverage we consume. After this reaction, what happens? A lot of debris is produced. We have soft debris and we have tough debris. That's why I don't advise people to eat nuts. People don't eat nuts. One more time. People don't eat nuts. You are not a tree. Nut is tree food. It's for the future tree. You are not a tree. You are a human being. A being that is human. When salt in your blood reacts with saturated fat from, from nuts, you are going to have tough debris. And this tough debris will begin to jam your kidneys. They will begin to jam your kidneys. And it depends on the segment of the kidney that is jammed. If it is the segment that produces the hormone called erythropoietin, you are going to suffer from chronic anemia. Erythropoietin is the hormone that stimulates the red bone marrow before the red bone marrow produces blood. And if the kidney is not producing this hormone, you are going to be chronically anemic. Let them give you tons of blood during blood transfusion. All this blood will turn into fecal waste and you'll be anemic again. You'll be anemic again. We are discussing dirty blood. We may spend the whole night discussing dirty blood. But this is very important to discuss this segment of it because people will have to know why they are chronically anemic. They are setting, they are setting chemicals in foods that will react with salt in blood to produce the kind of blockages, the kind of debris that will also clog the segment of the kidneys that produce erythropoietin. Now, let me give you something about fruits and vegetables. Nutritionists have been talking about fruits and vegetables. Oh, eat fruits and your vegetables. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't grow these fruits and vegetables yourselves in your own backyard, if you don't get them from an organic fruit market, then believe me to be yours sincerely. You are eating fruits that were washed with potassium bromide. This is from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This is standard procedure. 
you have to wash fruits and vegetables that are produced on a large scale with potassium bromide. If you eat certain fruits, you are going to have skin rash. This coming from potassium bromide. You're going to have acne. It's coming from potassium bromide. Muscle weakness. Your muscle will be so weak that you, you'll be dropping things on the floor. You are holding a glass, drinking glass. You don't know what happened. It dropped and smashed on the floor. You don't know why. It's because of potassium bromide. If you have violent delirium, many schizophrenics have violent delirium where they, be, where they become uncontrollable. They want to bite somebody. They want to hit somebody. That's del it's called delirium. And what do they do in the hospitals, in the psychiatric uh, wards? What do they do? They tie them up. They sedate them. This is pathetic. This is pathetic. This is symptom treatment. Address the root of the problem. It was in the fruit. It was in the fruit that you served this person in the afternoon. It was in the fruit that you served this person for dinner or as dessert. You gave him something that caused the delirium. It's called potassium bromide. You have pounding headaches. Or you have, you have pounding headaches or you have slow heartbeat. Slow heartbeat is called bradycardia. I had, a, I had a gentleman whose heartbeat was 42. 42 beats per minute. And <laughs> the saddest part was that he thought he was healthy. I said, who in the world told you that you are healthy? Who? He said, but I don't have any other, I don't have any other symptoms. It's just that. Oh, boy. Your heartbeat is 42 beats per minute. And you think you are healthy. I'm sorry. Disabuse yourself. Disabuse your mind. I asked him one question. Now you are suffering from proteinuria. Proteinuria is too much protein in his urine. And two, your heartbeat is very slow, only 42 beats per minute. Let me ask you one question and answer it without fear or favor. Do you eat apples? Yes or no? Oh, apples, oh, the, 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 that's my favorite fruit. I say, okay. Your favorite fruit is what will kill you. You should know me by now. I, I don't miss words. I tell you like it is. You like apples? It's apples that will take you to your grave. You have 42 bits per minute, and you think this is healthy, and you have to come to me before you know that you, you are in the wrong track. Well, you better hold on to it very fast. Because if I don't tell you this, no one else will tell you this. You have been, you, you mentioned toxicity. Debris comes before toxicity. This man is suffering from potassium toxicity. The toxicity comes from potassium bromide. This is what is causing his weak 
habit, a slow habit, and this will be followed by muscle weakness. Muscle weakness. Muscle weakness. Look at the heart. The heart is nothing but muscle. No bone in the heart. There is no bone there. Nothing but muscle. And you are eating, you are consuming potassium bromide every day. Your heart is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Look at what happens when a person dies. Just, just watch people die in the intensive care unit or in the critical care unit. Their heart stops beating because their heart is too weak. And you are eating potassium bromide. And they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Big lie. Thank you. Am Sue, did you ever hear that when you were little about uh, Apple a day keeps a doctor away? Oh, absolutely. Apple a day keeps a doctor away. Johnny Appleseed, I heard all of those things, you know. And um, and actually to be to be here and to, to hear this, I mean, because in the American College of Symptometry, we actually know, we actually know and find out what is better than an apple a day, and I would call that this ginger drink. You know, so that's right. So that, that's what we use. And then I heard you saying that the green pepper was the the green bell pepper was the new apple. Yeah, that's what I call that's that's my new apple. The the, the, the green bell pepper is my new apple. So I chump on one of them, you know, at least a half one or one a day. Wow. You know, it has all Go ahead. No, no, you said a, a half or a whole one a day. Yeah, that's 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 what I do. Yeah. Now is that raw or cooked or or added in your food or what? Yeah, that's just like an apple because for me that's one of the the few um, fruits. I mean, and actually vegetables, if you if we would classify it as such, that we can that that is okay to consume raw. Um. The other ones, of course, we want to cook those. And even if, and even, and even if we eat apples, those apples have to be cooked as well. But yeah, for, but, but more, more specifically, the the uh, green bell pepper um, can definitely come raw. Well, there we have it. Y'all better get up on them green bell peppers. We heard the testimony. Uh, Brother Raku came in and said his mama got green bell peppers all over the house, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the results that she's getting. So um, definitely looking forward to hearing her testimony um, when uh, in, a, in a few more weeks. Uh, I know her particulars were just shipped out on Saturday, so she probably got them either today or be getting them tomorrow. So I know that's going to be fabulous as well. We did um, we did uh, have Dr. Nardi's. Um, uh, show on um, when we were rebroadcasting the reading uh, on Sunday night at 8 o'clock over on the Academy of Cosmophysics and we had a huge response over there. Lots of people listened to the show and called in, wanted to know about symptometry. Um, A lot of astrologers who you know relate to the different um, foods and the the planetary, uh, planetary energies 
And even uh, Raw was just in the chat room, and he was talking about Elijah Muhammad said, don't eat nuts. And then uh, as you were talking about the kidneys, he uh, he was talking about kidneys equals Libra, which produces bone marrow, which produces blood. And then he said Saturn is bone and marrow. Saturn is exalted in Libra. And that's where we are at tonight. The planet Saturn is in the sign of Libra. And then blood is Mars. And so he said that, Dr. Nardi, he said that you are literalizing the exalted points in chronological order. Did you even <laughs> notice we're doing that? Well, I'm just talking science. We did a <laughs> conference of symptometry. I didn't know that uh, I was validating uh, um, and observations and uh, factual uh, theories of uh, uh, cosmophysics. I didn't know that. Well, well I'm <laughs> delighted to, to know that. That's good. That's good. And that's and and because you critiqued the homeopathic founder, and now you leaving yourself open to critique, and we just coming through with the confirmations. <laughs> yes, but you see, if if homeopathy, if especially if the British Institute of Homeopathy had allowed, if the British Institute of Homeopathy had allowed uh, free. Uh, critiques and uh, encourage their students to critique the fund of homeopathy. All of us, I, I would not, I would have been so satisfied that uh, I, I would have been a homeopath until, until, until this day. But it's the fact that they shut the door on criticisms of the fund of homeopathy and the critiquing the works of homeopaths that drove people like me away. They are still very happy. They are still bragging over there that, hey, you know, Dr. You know Dr. Maxonati? You know he attended this school? You know he's an al al alumnus of this school? You know that? You know that he's a fellow of this school? You know that? Yeah, yeah. We trained him. We made him what he is today. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to take credit, Dr. Nardi. Everybody wants to be a credit whore. <laughs> That's what I call them, and I don't even and I don't even believe in the standard term of a whore of a woman who is prostituting on the street. I call a whore someone who's always wanting credit for something. <laughs> you just want credit. You're just a credit whore. So people need to stop being credit whores. You know, let just give the glory to God, and if you help somebody, just keep it moving. Like you know, because the, the humility is what fuels. The universe, in my mind. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. I want to give a big shout out to everybody in the chat room tonight. Uh, Ankh, Oja, Sanel, thank you. That's the first time I'm seeing you in there. Asar Rael, Crusher, I haven't seen you in a minute. DCR Kappa, I'm looking forward to seeing you and all the Kappas in the building because I don't want to see all the Omegas from Amsu's camp over there. I want to see more Kappas in the building and I want to see Omegas. Amsu, you see I'm starting something right. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Everybody needs to be healthy and feeling good, brother Kaya. Okay, okay. Big shouts out to Deborah Bonner, all the guests we have in the building tonight. Jesse Bell, Love Robinson is in the building tonight with Jafu, uh, Jafu, ah, Jafube. Love, please, uh, just friends with benefits. New social network getting ready to take over. Please post your link in the chat room. Uh, Ned Ma'atray, The Watcher, X27, Yoko Ono, and Y'all Manu. I think we got some Asian persuasion up here tonight because this is for everybody. This is this is everybody. So thank you all for coming by. Please change your font cover in the chat and your font color in the chat room so the conversation can flow better. 
Uh, also, the call-in number is 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. If you got a comment, question, feedback on some of the things you heard tonight from Dr. Nardi and the esteemed uh, uh, panel that we have, please call in and press 1. Make sure you turn your speakers down first before you press 1 if you have a question or anything like that. And we're going to keep this show popping. Uh, thanks for everybody who is calling in on the line, too. I love how y'all come in and participate. And just um, every every Tuesday night, just coming up, just showing up, putting the numbers up, supporting us. Shouts out to Stilts in Greensboro, Kimberly up in Virginia, Ayana out in Oakland, based down there in Cedar Creek. I see Brother Clenard Henson is on the line tonight down there in Charlotte. Y'all get with that Vital Life Structure water as soon as possible. And thanks to everybody else who's calling in. I see Florida on the line. I see D.C., Baltimore area on the line. I see South Carolina on the line. I see a little, uh, of course, some Chicago and some Texas on the line. So I'm glad that we can have this weekly family reunion, and it really starts to make a difference in each and everybody's lives. Now, I did, and Dr. Nardi, I'm going to toss it back to you. I was talking to uh, Bill today, and I said there are three types of people in the world. This is my new observation. The gas is planets. I think they gave this to me. I said you have the people on the inside looking out. People on the inside who are looking out are deeply involved in getting to the root of things. Then you have the people on the outside looking in. They're saying, what's going on? What's going on? What's, what's, what's going on in there? And to me, I said sometimes the people on the outside are the people who may not be familiar about what's going on in the inside. They've never heard of symptometry. They're curious. They want to know what's going on inside. What is it? Is, is it supplements? Is it herbs? Is it is it is is it uh uh why just go into a fat diet or something like that to lose weight? What is it? And then you have the people in the middle. They're not on the outside. They're not on the inside. They're in the middle. And they just looking around. Those are the people who know about symptometry and have not called to get their free consultation. To the people who are in the middle just looking around, what are you waiting on? Call Dr. Nardi. Five, six, seven days a week. Seven to seven on the East Well, I think seven to seven in Chicago time. And get your consultation. Change your life. Stick around. You don't have to just die at 75. Curing is proven. 708-691-4977. 708-691-4977. Don't just be in the middle looking around. Don't stay on the outside looking in. Come on inside and help out. That's what we're looking for. We want y'all to come on inside and help out. Dr. Nardi, what are some of the things people have to consider when they start to think about the blood moving at the speed of light? Because when I thought about it, I said, if the blood can move at the speed of light, potentially I could fly. And that may sound a little uh, uh, supernatural or it may sound a little extraterrestrial or maybe sound even a little science fiction. But, Dr. Nardi, what do you say is some of the potential if the blood is clean enough where it can start to travel at the speed of light? When blood is clean enough 
and it travels at the speed of light, that is when it reaches the gas planets. That is when you begin to receive communications from the gas planets. They choose you. You don't choose them. They choose <laughs> you. So the condition that you have to meet first before they choose you is your blood must be clean. Clean, 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 clean. This means you have to know how to eat scientifically. You have to know the various chemicals in the foods you eat, how they react with salt in your blood to make blood very dirty, moderately dirty, or not dirty at all. You have to know this. No one will come down and show you how to do it. They waited five million years before they found somebody to be the channel for this kind of teaching, which is today symptometry. Five million years. This message would not have been possible, would not have come out in the 14th century, in the 15th century. No, because the Pope at that time even Galileo and the Copernicus said uh, uh, the earth uh, revolves around the sun and that uh, the, the, the sun is the center of the universe. Even the Pope who did not study anything, he did not study, he did not study physics, who did not study uh, astronomy, challenged Copernicus, challenged Galileo, Galilei. And he had Galileo Galilei locked up in the dungeon, in the cold dungeon, because he did not like his theory. Symptometry would not have seen the light of day in the 14th century. Mm. So they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited until the year 1990, when they started opening the door a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. Before you go to the general public, no, don't go, don't go out yet. Use the microscope. After the microscope, go to the mortuary. See the dead bodies. See what kills them. Then, because all we want you to do is have first-hand knowledge so that nobody will be able to challenge you and win. So this was the path that was carved for me. Then after all this, chromatography. Then after I'd done all this and they made sure that I was healthy 365 days a year, 10 years in a row, 20 years in a row, they say, okay, now you have passed all the tests. It's now time for you to bring this to the attention of the whole world. That's what we have done. So, for blood to flow at the speed of light, there are certain things that you must know. There are certain things you must know in order not to prevent blood from flowing at the speed of light. What are you supposed to know? Let me share a few things with you. Do not let negative thoughts last for too long in your body. Mm. Do not let negative thoughts last for too long in your body. 
if some if somebody does something to you, I mean, bring it out, bring it to the person's attention, let it out. If you don't, okay, you're going to have you're going to suffer from high blood pressure. If you're a woman, you are going to suffer from fibroids. You are going to suffer from fibroids. It's coming. Regardless of your, your, your complexion, you are white, you are black, you are in between, it does not matter. You broke the rules and you have to pay. That's it. That is as far as negative thought is concerned. Now, negative waves, light waves, wavelength, friction, so on and so forth, waves, negative waves. There is something called collision waves. When you have football players, football players, butting heads, you think it's funny? It's not funny. There was one football player, uh, uh, former football player in San Diego, who committed suicide of late. There was one Bears player. I think it was in the 1984 uh, Bears uh, Super, I mean, uh, Super Bowl or something. He committed suicide. There are many boxes. What happened to Joe Frazier? What is happening to Joe Frazier? Joe Frazier and Mohamed Ali. There are collision waves that are locked in the cells. If, now, symptometry is here, we have the particulate to ionize the cells so that the collision waves leave the cells for good. Symptometry is here. Get rid of the collision waves. You're talking about blood fluid at the speed of light. Yes, but there are certain situations that prevent blood from flowing at the speed of light. We have to know what they are. Don't just assume that they are there. You have to know where they are so that you get rid of them. Grief waves. People grieve. Some people grieve for five years, ten years. That is too long. The person is dead. Pick up the pieces. Move on. Grieve for about a year. That's fine. The thought forms are still there. The, pres the person's image is still there. It's with you all the time, yes. But learn to move on. If you don't, the grief waves are going, to, are going to interfere with the speedy circulation of blood. Whenever you are in a state of shock, somebody just gives you the bad news. You are in a state of shock. Learn to ride out the shock waves. Ride out the shock waves, please. And even in symptometry, I have a way of preparing. I have a way of preparing students for the bad news. <laughs> if, uh, if, if I know that they are on shaky grounds, I let them know that it's not going to be good. Be, be prepared for a retake exam. 
These are a conditioned people. So that if the news is good, it's fine, they will accept it. If it's not good, they will still accept it. And there will be no shock waves. So I am applying what I am teaching and what I'm observing. So I discuss football players. I discuss boxes. I discuss shock situations and grieving situations. What about people who are involved in a car accident? When it comes to symptometry, you must tell me that, or you must tell the symptometrists, very soon we have many of them, you must tell the symptometrists that I was involved in a car accident. And since, uh, since that car accident, my lower back has not, has not been the same. There is a particulate to unlock the shock waves from the cells of your back. And once these shock waves are unlocked, you will not have lower back problem anymore. This is what I do. This is what I do. But if you don't tell me that you were involved in a car accident, if you don't tell me that you were born prematurely, I am sorry. I will do my best for you, but the problem will still be lingering. The problem will still be lingering. Tell me, tell the symptometrist. So these are some of the these are the, some of the uh, factors that interfere with blood flowing at the speed of light. Many people are sick because their blood is not flowing at the speed of light. So you have to know the factors and the conditions and the agents that prevent blood from doing what it is supposed to do. Thank you. It's awesome, baby! This is a dream come true. This is a dream come true for me because um, one of the most painful things you can do is bury a parent. Burying anybody is tough, but burying a parent uh, because they... I know my father's blood was not moving at the speed of light. Um, I saw the negative thought waves. I saw things he mourned. Um, and then when whatever revelation came to him to try to keep a positive attitude about his own health, he had already been, uh, as we say, down through there so long and so many times that um, he was really – did not have the horsepower to pull the to pull the to pull the buggy up the hill if you know what I mean. You know, you gotta have horsepower to do the work. And and that's what light energy is. That's just like what um Amsu was saying, Chi is there to move you know what I'm saying, to move the blood. So that's my particular comments on that. Whew, the lines and lit up. Uh Amsu, did you got a comment before I start getting into some of these calls? Oh uh, yes. Um, you know, I just wanted Dr. Nardi to uh, address how how consuming things like you know raw raw onions and and and, and old bread can, can 
contribute and hinder the flow of the blood and how it stops from even at the speed of light. Yes, um, as far as Ronio is concerned, um, uh, as far as Ronio is concerned, you see, it's sad because, you know, I, I lost my, I, I told you about my brother who suffered from a prostate cancer, you know. He liked to eat raw onions, raw onions, raw onions. But then I didn't know, but when I when I started working on chromatography, that, that was what I got to know much about allyl sulfide. Allyl sulfide and the combination of allyl sulfide and quercetin. Allyl sulfide, A-L-L-Y-L, sulfide, S-U-L-F-I-D-E. Then quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. The combination of these two will slow down blood considerably. I didn't know then. Thanks to chromatography, I know now. And once they slow blood, what happens? Look at snake bite. People don't know. People do not know how snake venom or bee venom or insect bites or tick bite cause rashes. They cause rashes because they prevent blood from flowing at the speed of light at the site of the bite. At the site of the bite. Hmm. This is how they cause chronic rashes, chronic itching, and so on and so forth. If you come to me, I would like to know the source of the chronic itch. And if you cannot tell me, well, your treatment will be prolonged, will last for about a whole year, because I'll be using common sense to, 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 to try and match uh, particulars to certain symptoms. But if you told me that you used to live near, or you live near a, for, a forest preserve and uh, you were bitten by a tick, okay, that will give room, that will, that will pave the way for treatment for Lyme disease. So a rash, a skin rash is not just a skin rash. Something caused it. Something made the body to react this way because blood is not flowing at the speed of light. Only on, that's the same thing. Now you are not beaten, but this time it's something that you willfully ate. And then you were smacking your teeth because it was, you enjoyed it. Okay. Now you are going to pay a price. Blood is going to slow down and it's going to stagnate in the capillaries. The smallest blood vessels are called the capillaries. Blood is going to stagnate there. And what happens when blood stagnates? You are, you are inviting trouble. You are telling viruses that invaded your body. You are telling bacteria that invaded your body that this is a soft, this is a soft spot. There are growth factors there. Come on down. Come, come, come. You, you, you invited it. So you caused your own infection. You caused your infection. Oats, there are people who are able to, to do, people who are able to digest beta-glucans in oats, and many others are not able to digest beta-glucans in oats because they are not producing the right enzymes. So if you cannot do it, 
stay from it alone. Stay away from it because it may make you, it, it may cause uh, uh, blood, um, uh, it may cause alkalinized blood. Alkalinized blood causes alkalosis, just like uh, um, uh, acid blood causes acidosis. Acidosis slows down the, 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 the blood circulation, just like alkalosis. So you have to gauge what you are going to eat or what you are going to drink very, very carefully so that it does not cause acidosis or alkalosis. It's good to drink kangen water, but what is the pH of the kangen water you are drinking? The woman who came to my office today and uh, she has cancer, I advise her to be drinking kangen water for a pH that is between uh, 8, 8.5 and 9.5 for her condition because her blood is too acidic. You know, for a person like that, she should not drink ordinary tap water. She should drink kangen um, uh, water, maybe uh, one, you know, one to three glasses a day, not more. If she drinks more than one to three glasses a day, she's going to feel very, very, she's going to feel very, very weak very exhausted, and she'll be sleeping most of the time. And the more you sleep, the, 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 the longer you sleep, the more your blood will become stagnated. Blood will flow very slowly, very, very slowly. And you become very, I mean, uh, you, you become very susceptible, very vulnerable to anything. Okay? All right, thank you. Mm, thank you, Dr. Nardi. Uh, let me get to some of these calls on here. People are already calling in. If you want to get in on the chat and get in on the conversation, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. We're going down to this Fayetteville first, North Carolina in the building. Call from the 910-488. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? <laughs> They accidentally hit one, of course. Let me go back and check my caller from the 713-256. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Oh, peace. This is Danny. Um, uh, yeah, I just I just had one question about my hand. Even though I'm um, uh, healing at a rapid rate, uh, uh, they, just put my, they just put the cast on my hand today. The pins are still in my hand to hold my bones. But uh, it's it's. I think my my bones are experiencing a little bit of atrophy, where it's starting to get a little stiff. Uh, and they told me I had to move my fingers in order for you know everything to be okay when they take the cast off uh, two weeks from now. No, four weeks from now. So, are you got any suggestions for me, or should I just keep moving it and call it a day? No, no, no. Um, uh, okay, Daddy, how are you? <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I, I was not. I, I could not get to your calls because uh, I could not return your calls. But uh, the assistant uh, Bell uh, gave me um, your the list of all the calls that I missed when I was very busy today. I'm meeting uh, the cancer patient and all that. Um, yes you are going to experience atrophy, and I have the particulate to reverse atrophy, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and then two, I have the <laughs> particulate also to to reverse um, 
uh, this is what you call that. Uh, you had surgery, right? If you had surgery, I have the particulate to ionize the uh, scar tissue. But I can only ionize the scar tissue after four weeks. So um, the four weeks that you have, that, that your hand will be in a cast, believe me, it's, it's good. It's, a, it's good timing. It's good timing. So as soon as uh, your hand is uh, out of the cast, please give me a call so that uh, I give you the, the particular to reverse atrophy. Uh, atrophy is when the cells are dead and then that you cannot grow anymore because they have been starved of um, uh, nutrients for a long time. You see, once your, your, your hand is in the cast, uh, blood does not flow at the speed of light. You see, everything you see, there's a lot of there are a lot of interferences. So we we'll, we'll have the particulates uh, to reverse to reverse that. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Appreciate that, Danny. Love it. You got the scar tissue. All of that stuff is popping off around here. Big shout oh, out. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, the next caller calling in from 216-216-314. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, hey, um, this is um, Ikula Tammy calling from Cleveland, and um, I have a question. So, Dr. Narte, with the blood, if you are the youngest in a family, um, do you get more of the dirty blood build up from the line or do you get less? <laughs> um, uh, from my personal experience, the first child and the last child gets the dirtiest of blood. Oh, the dirtiest? Yes. Why would that be? <laughs> I mean, real well, simple, don't... <laughs> no, I understand, I understand. I um, uh, sometimes, sometimes um, I don't have to ask whether the person is the first child or is the first, is the last, is the first child or is the is the last born. I don't have to ask. Is the is the is the nature of the of the multiple symptoms the person has been having that give me an indication uh, into uh, the position of that person in the line of birth in the family and. Um, the reason that um, blood is so dirty with the first child and with the last child is very simple. Before the first child was born, the mother made many mistakes. She was not enlightened as far as uh, the kinds of foods she's supposed to eat. And she ate foods that uh, reacted with the salt in the blood to produce all kinds of debris. After the first child, she got she became more enlightened, and then she, she became more careful about the kind of food she ate. By the time she reached the third child, or the last child, she's already tired of, uh, of, uh, of I mean, uh, uh, observing the rules of etiquette and the rules of health. So she, she, I mean, she decided to, 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 to lay back a little bit, then relax, and this affected uh, uh, the, the, the quality of the blood in the last child. So then this is how after years and generations, your parents, if you're, let's say your mom is the oldest or the youngest, and then if you're the oldest or the youngest, then that's how it just sort of kind of builds up over the years. So every generation, 
you're having to, well, dirtier, filthier blood, basically. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So this is why Symptometry is here, so that uh, uh, to teach people to stay scientific, regardless of your situation. You see, when you are being treated by Symptometry, you will be you will be conditioned to to live so scientifically that after the condition has been cured, you will still continue to live the same way. You know, so you don't have to say that. Well, now that I'm cured, uh, I'm free to go back to eat uh, the way I used to. Not anymore. Now you are so enlightened that you will not be able to do that anymore. And uh, this also applies to applies to uh, women. Uh, who have children, the first, they are the first child, and they are going, they have two children, three, three four, five, then even the sixth child, um, they will still learn to eat scientifically so that they don't make the same mistakes, they don't make certain mistakes. Don't, you see, there's a tendency to, there's a tendency to relax. Don't right. relax. Don't relax. Because right. even, 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 look, Watch the animal plan, animal planet. Watch uh, these uh, animals that are that uh, that are that are other place uh, other animals dinner. They, I mean, they lower their guard. Mm -hmm. They lower their guard. You never, you never do that on this planet. You have to be alert, twenty-four hours, seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year. You have to be alert because if A does not get you, B will get you. If B does not get you, C will get you. You know, as a human being, we have been assaulted all the time. We have been assaulted by extreme weather. Look at the cold weather. When it is very, very cold, you are vulnerable. When it is very, very hot, you are vulnerable. When you tell the air condition, you are vulnerable. Moles will start coming out of this air condition and you start breathing them in and then they will go into your lungs and they here you are, voila, you have pneumonia. Right. Humans are very vulnerable. So once you know this, believe me, you'll be on you'll be on your guard everywhere you go. And you'll be very careful. Thank you. Well, one more question now. So if with the the um, siblings, so one sibling could have like I don't know lots of allergies and or really bad skin conditions and things like that. Another sibling possibly would not have them based on their um, birth order, perhaps. Of course, I know the other parts of with your eating, but purely from what you just said, is that a possibility? Or even with males, like hair loss, some brothers could have hair hair loss and others would not. Does that have anything to do with the blood? It has, it, has, it, has, it has to do with blood, and this time it has to do with blockages. Blood and blockages. Dirty blood, a combination of dirty blood and blockages. Some, some, so, so, some, uh, so, some siblings will produce more blockages than others. Some siblings will have more dirty, their, their blood will be dirtier than others. So after a while, after a while on this planet, the, your position does not matter anymore. Your position does not matter anymore. So you can be the first. You can be the. You can be. You can be the first child, and be healthy up to a point, 
and you you are going to fall off the the bandwagon because if you don't know how to take good care of yourself, no one will come down here and show you how to take good care of yourself. Right. So you can be the first child, or you can be the middle child, or you can be the last child, and you can you may have problems just like the first child or just like the middle child. But the, what you do is this. What we are trying to prevent, or not that what we are trying to, what we are preventing in symptometry is the susceptibility to diseases. Whether you are the first child or you are the last child, it does not matter in symptometry. Right. Whether you were born prematurely or you were born full term, or you were born post-term, it does not matter anymore in symptometry. We are making everybody healthy. And we are helping so, people to be optimally healthy. So then now that I'm working with you, then I'm cleaning my blood so then my generations and the, the kids that I give birth to, then they will be, have a better chance of being just healthier from the get-go. That's right. They will hit the ground running, oh. <laughs> and they will be, their their health will be super. Because you see, I'm doing I'm doing I'm after after doing uh, pregnancy management, I do uh, post delivery management and post birth management, and I have particulates for two year olds when people are four year old people have. Uh, 10 years old people, then have particulars for boys who are 12 years old, particulars for boys, uh, for, for girls who are, uh, boys who are 12 years old, boys who are, no, what did I say, what am I saying? Girls who are 12 years old, and then boys who are 12 years old. And then uh, uh, young men who are 18 years old, young women who are 18 years old, and so on and so forth. You know, so we have particulars lined up for all these people. And if, we have somebody who is 18 years old and comes to us with problems, skin problems or um, sexual organ problem, we have to go back to the very beginning to give the child what he or she missed. And this is how we help the person to be optimally healthy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Tammy. Great, great questions, uh, say what, Say what, Amso? They sound like some great questions. Leading oh, questions absolutely, on. absolutely. I got a, I got a cr- critical one. I gotta ask, but I'm gonna put these other callers' needs before mine. I got something sure enough for Doctor Nardi. Uh, let me get to this next one. Caller from the nine one seven seven three four. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, this is Brother Garth from New Jersey. Dr. Nardi, Brother Kayer, uh, Brother Ansu, how's everybody doing this evening? Oh, fine, fine, fine. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I have a comment, and then I have a question. Um, uh, my comment is I could really appreciate your description about the negative thoughts in the blood because I always likened it to the universe. Like most people think that, at least from my, my lens, uh, they think that the universe is, the universe is mathematical, but I say it's only mathematical when you observe it. And in order to observe the universe and all of the beautiful geometry that it offers, you would have to slow yourself down. 
So when you said that with the blood in terms of negative thoughts and holding on to the negative thoughts, for some strange reason, I kind of correlated that to how I guess I observed the universe. So I find that very interesting. So I just wanted to say I could appreciate what you stated in regards to the blood. But my, for my question, um, Dr. Nardi, blood plasma and the plasma that's in the universe, how are they similar? Well, blood plasma and the plasma that is in the universe, they are similar in the sense that they are similar in the sense that they have the same configuration. Configuration means uh, they have they have the same structure. Yeah. Uh, when you look at plasma, when you look at look at look at blood plasma, okay. look at look at how it is stratified. Look at how it is arranged, and look at the contents of it. The contents reflect the contents and the arrangement in the universe. That's exactly how it is. That's why we are a microcosm. We are a small part of the universe that reflects the universe. There's, you think that there's a difference? There's no difference. The difference is that, well, it's, 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 this blood is in a human being. That's okay. But the animal, an animal also has plasma. And the plasma in the animal is identical to the plasma in, in the human. The only difference is the blood configuration of human is slightly different from that of, that of an animal. That's why when a person dies, uh, when there's a homicide and there's blood all over the apartment or the house, and the forensic forensic technicians come to the, to the scene, they conduct a phenophilic test to know, to determine whether this blood is human blood or animal blood. So the same thing also applies to plasma. The mm. plasma that is in the universe is the same as the plasma that is that is in our blood, in our body. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that, big brother. Thanks for calling in tonight. And appreciate your energy and thank you for supporting us on what we got going on. No questions. Thank you. Peace. All right, next caller. Let me see. I know Brother Tariq, his, his call had dropped. Brother Tariq, you back on the line. You all right? You back in the building? He probably yeah, I'm here, bro. Okay. Uh, let me get to this next call before I bring Brother Tariq back in. Caller from the 111. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Hello, this may be somebody calling in from Skype. Uh, 111 is the area code. All right. Well, whoever, that's probably somebody either from a foreign country or somebody just calling in from maybe one of these outer planets. So we appreciate it because we this is a galactical broadcast. We are not limited. We're not limited to just uh, planetary energies listening in. So we encourage everybody. We got about twelve minutes too before uh, the after party. If we tied up tonight, we will turn it in early. If the call in number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Um, I thought we would have a lot more questions, but maybe this uh, subject is pretty much just really, really scientific, and a lot of people don't understand the importance of blood. I've always looked at blood as a carrier of oxygen, and if I don't breathe, then I can't. I'm not going to be living long, you know. So I always related the um, 
the oxygen capacity of blood and the richer the oxygen capacity in the blood, even learning that through um, expressing the Qigong exercises, then the richer my life will be. Richer the, the, the richer the blood cells, the richer my life will be. Dr. Nardi, would that be a safe assumption? Yes, that is true. But you always, as a symptomatist, you have to look at what you have to do to keep your blood rich, to, to keep your blood well oxygenated. <laughs> it's not easy. Especially on this planet, is not easy. But that is the that is the that is the objective. Let us let us set our objective very high, so that you know that we have work to do. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and it's discipline in the martial arts. For me, doing qigongs, I got to practice on the daily. Even That's if I'm right. not moving around, if I'm sitting down, it takes concentration. Like he said, 24 hours a day. I thought you were my Tai Chi instructor. He said, you must find a way to practice Tai Chi 24 hours a day. I said, what is he talking about? How do he, What? How can I practice Tai Chi 24 hours a day? What he meant was bring the principle into my everyday practice, how I communicate with people, the yin and the yang, the way I yield, the way I push, the way I ward off, the way I press. These these elements of Tai Chi, the virtues of Tai Chi, four ounces moves a thousand pounds. You know, keeping thoughts on these ideals is the consistency, because, and this and you know, Dr. Nardi brought it to my attention, but I had to go prove it myself. My cells are always listening to my thoughts, always. My cells are the nosiest people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Always in on my conversation all the time. Um, I do have another caller on the line who just raised their hand. Caller from the 416. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Am I online? Absolutely. Your mic is open. What's your name and where you're calling from? Awesome. My name is Moses. I'm calling from uh, Vancouver, Canada. What's up, Moses? Appreciate it. We got our first international caller in the building tonight. How is everything up there awesome. in Vancouver tonight, Moses? It is uh it's good up here, it's great. Uh it's just a little bit rainy as usual, but uh we're all good out here. All right, what kind of comment, question or feedback you got for Dr. Nardi tonight? Uh first I'd like to say thank you guys for uh, uh having the show tonight. It's wonderful. I'm learning a lot. But I had a question specifically about the blood and about uh imprinting. Uh just an example. Say if you're in an accident um, and how he touched on that earlier. Um, how does that do? Those experiences stay within you, like are they imprinted in you? Like, like for example, water. If uh, you can, how you can imprint uh, certain ideas and, and words, and that could change some of the structure of the water. Does that happen to the blood as well? And is there a way that you can clear that out specifically? Because I have, a, I guess, my own experience uh, repeated getting into certain accidents, and it's kind of interesting. I'm wondering if there's uh, a connection with that, with the blood. I don't know, that was kind of a lot there, but did you hear me? He was breaking up as he was. I, I heard I heard, I had accident, I had blood, and it was very, okay. very disjointed. Okay, I'll just, uh, just ask him. I'll just ask the question again. Um, yeah. Does the blood imprint uh, traumatic experiences? And how could you remove those traumatic experiences 
from the yes, flight. Yes, 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 yes. We we have we have particular we have particulars for that. Yes, yes. Um, um, traumatic. You know, I, this was one of the. Uh, unfortunately, this was one of the items that I left out uh, because I was impressed with time. I left out traumatic experiences and how it affects how it affects the cells and how how, uh, how they affect the cells and how they affect blood. Um, they slow down blood circulation a lot. And if you had if you had had a traumatic experience, no, it depends on the kind of traumatic experience the person had. If the person had uh, if the person was abused mentally, or that uh, she was abused uh, uh, psychologically or emotionally, then the particulate will only help 50% of the time. Nurturing will help. Nurturing will will compensate. Uh, will add to the the remaining 50%. Because okay. Yeah, you yes. need you need you need nurturing in addition to that. Okay. Yes. An example of nurturing would be just uh, what more attentiveness to your to your to yourself or receiving that. No, 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 no. You cannot do you. It's, it's very hard to do nurturing yourself. That's why I, I just I just gave. Um, um, okay, I'm 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 going back to the to to the clinical uh, case I had today. You know when. When you are in a situation, um, you have to ionize yourself so that you unlock the traumatic experience from there. And then two, you need another person to talk to you and show you the bright side of what you went through. Show you the bright side of what you went through. That is nurturing. And you need somebody who is specialized in that because we have psychologists who 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 do a lot some who do good work, but there are there are certain situations where you pre, you should prefer a symptometrist uh, to to show you to tell you more about more about the, your traumatic experience and how you can turn your traumatic experience to your advantage to your benefit. You see, I've been when I when I when I when I do when I provide nurturing. To, to 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 a woman who was raped, you say, okay, there is a lot of there is a lot of uh, uh, first disbelief, second um, bitterness, rancor, and negative thoughts, and the desire for retaliation. Everything, all these things are swirling in that woman's head. Okay. So you you have to be very cognizant of this fact. So how are you going to help such a woman now to turn her situation around so that she sees she sees something positive in what happened to her? First, first this is what I do. I define destiny, and I tell her what destiny really is. Here is a woman who never had destiny defined to her. Destiny is the path that DNA carves for itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this path goes through neighborhoods, friendly and unfriendly. It goes through booby traps. It goes through different countries where people will like you and others will not like you. It goes through different workplaces. 
and on and on and on. That is DNA and the path it has carved for itself. And you go, you have bad experiences. But please learn from this experience. The people who have, the people who hurt you, and you stay positive, they will hurt more. So feel sorry for people who raped you. Feel sorry for them. And if it's a man who raped you, a large prostate is coming, and prostate cancer is coming. Be careful. Be careful. You see, I am yeah. not saying this just to just just to give a so a measure a modicum of relief. No, that is how the cells work, and our cells are unforgiving. So the kind of nurturing that I'm providing is based on this kind of experience, this kind of knowledge. That was excellent. I just had one more question as well. In regards, okay. Because there's lots of uh, discussions in relation to uh, to nuts. I know that uh, you're advocating that the eating of nuts is something that we should not do, um, and I agree with uh, based upon the information that you've shared with us. But a lot of people are still saying that if you have uh, eat nuts alternatively, like soaking them within water to basically remove some of the inhibitors that they have, like I guess because you know how the seed or the nuts protect themselves from. Uh, from harm from other animals that may be ingesting it to <laughs> perpetuate its, its life. There's certain myths or certain things like uh, that, that I've heard in relation to that. So I guess uh, that wouldn't have any effect on it if I soak, if you were to soak nuts to remove the inhibitors. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 you don't know. You don't know what is a fungus. You have to study microbiology to know the different fungi that are there. There is a fungus called Claviceps purpurea. The, this fungus is heat resistant. Okay. And this fungus <laughs> is salt resistant. Okay. It's salt resistant. You can soak your nuts in salt water for, 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 for two hours. Claviceps purpurea is still there. And how do we know this? We use a, 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 a tool called the synchrometer. The synchrometer, the synchrometer emits a frequency. And different, different moles emit frequencies, different frequencies. And you will know the kind of mole that is there based on the frequency it emits. After soaking okay. nuts in, 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 a, in a, what do you call that, in a, in, uh, in water? In, in, in salt water. Not ordinary water. Ordinary water, you are a complete loser. Forget it. Salt water. <laughs> salt water. You so, After three hours, you see 676. The frequency is 676. That is Claviceps purpurea. It's still there. Okay. Now, okay, that's good to know. Why many people have mental illness after eating rye bread? Because... Claviceps purpurea is heat resistant. It's still in rye bread. This is, it, for, for over 400 years, mental illness was hitting France and Germany, and no one could find the answer. And always the poor people who were eating rye bread 
<laughs> were, were those who were having mental illness. The nobility did not have mental illness. What was really happening? It was Dr. Taylor who associated eating rye bread with mental illness. Wow. So you have to know morals and you have to know the kind of frequencies they emit. emit. I treat people who have uh, who, who, who tell me, okay, they are, they are vegetarians, others are raw food eaters, but they eat nuts. And what do they have? They have, they have uh, uh, fungus in their toenails. They have fungus in their fingernails. I have many uh, 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 manicure specialists and pedicure specialists who, who, who tell me about uh, the, the, the number of people, who, so many people who have uh, fungi in their toenails and in their fingernails. So what can we do to remove that? I say, well, attend symptometry first. If you, if you attend symptometry, then after that you can specialize in that. But first, you have to attend symptometry, symptometry American College of Symptometry, and we'll show you how um, blood is infected by moles or how moles infect blood. Okay? Awesome. I'm just I'm just really thankful. I, I could I could listen to you speak all day about these matters, but I, I won't hog up the line anymore. I wanna thank you guys, thank you, Kair, um and I'll just be I'll be listening. Thank you. That's what's up, Moses. Thank you for coming through, Lord. Appreciate you. Most definitely. Got the Nardi up there in Vancouver as soon as possible. Dr. Nardi, I got a question for you. You talked about yes, the sir. first you talked about the first child being born, and this has been a mystery ever since I found out about it. I was uh, I found a notebook my mother had that she was taking notes in when when I was born, and um, I think my father had wrote something too, like in my baby book, about a case of Rh negative, <clears throat> and a lot. And then when I got to in college. And I took a biology class. They said that Rh negative was some type of rare blood disorder that the first child normally gets, and the the um, the mother has to get some type of shot so it won't be passed down to the to, to any other other children. Will you please shed some light on the Rh negative? Uh, factor. Uh, what is it? Is it a hindrance? Is it a plus? What What is it really? Well, Rh Rh negative is a Rh negative is a, is one of the is is one of the blood disorders that um, that a person produces when he's not producing enzyme twelve. Uh, you see, um, I don't know the kind of foods your mother was eating. When uh, the, when you were going through your gestation period in her womb, but uh, there are certain there are certain there are certain enzymes that require certain templates to produce them, and if you are not producing the template, if the if the the, the pregnant woman is not producing the template to produce um, certain enzymes, especially enzyme twelve, um, the likely who that the person the child will have RH negative uh, uh, will be will be great. Uh, 
RH negative was seen to be a blood disorder, and uh, and it seemed to be it seemed to be passed on from from generation to generation. Uh, that is not necessarily true, because um, uh, it is it is an, an it is a blood abnormality, but it is not a downside. You see, if a person learns to produce different enzymes, um, um, the, the the chances that RH negative will not be passed on to to the next child or to to the to the, to the offspring uh, will still be will, will not be there at all. The chances will not be there. What counts most is learning to produce enzymes. You have to know how to produce enzymes. That's why we do pregnancy management so that the RH factor does not come in at all. You have to ionize the blockages from your cells. You have to nourish your cells properly in the in the right time, dosage, and frequency, so that you have enough calcium to produce the calcium-derived enzymes, zinc to produce zinc-derived enzymes, iron to produce iron-derived enzymes, and so on and so forth. There are some people who cannot produce the right iron-derived enzymes simply because they eat plants because they are vegetarians. If you eat too if you eat too much plants and you don't eat the sources of hem iron, well, you may have, you may, you, may give, you may give birth to a child with a blood disorder. You may give the birth to a child with a blood disorder. Many children have a blood disorder, and it's because of the kind of enzyme templates their parents were producing, or they were not able to produce during the gestation period. Thank you. Mm. Okay, so you know me, I already pulled it up on Wikipedia. Um, I guess going into the subject of the RH positive and the RH negative is talking about the D antigen. Maybe that's a conversation we need to have offline, or is that getting too far into the subject? You know, is that getting too far into that blood matter? Oh no, I mean the, 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 that that is that is not that is not even getting too far. You see, because I am not I am not a theoretician. All these were written by theoreticians, people who have seen it and then they, are, they, they wrote about it. I see it and I do my best to do something about it so that it does not recur. So that, mm-hmm. is, that, is, where, that is how different we are. I am right. a therapeutic scientist. They are theoreticians. They see it, they write. It's just like a statistician. Oh, uh, this... Uh, 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 Ten thousand babies were born, were still born in nineteen in two thousand and eleven. Uh, uh, another statistician would say uh, uh, fifteen thousand uh, uh, fifty thousand children were born with uh, spina bifida. They are observers and they just write what they see. They are not therapeutic scientists who reverse the trend so that this does not occur anymore. So that's the difference. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So if people know that, you know, because I didn't, I, so am I still RH negative or am I not RH negative now? It does not matter. That's what I'm saying. As long as I'm producing enzymes, I'm not going to pass. Exactly. The human body is imbued with super intelligence. You just remove the blockages 
and supply the right raw materials and they will correct what needs to be corrected. Don't <laughs> underestimate the human body. Never. <laughs> I'm laughing because I used to raise pit bulls and uh people people used to not want to spend uh a lot of money on pit bulls and they would give their dog they try to go sharpen their teeth and feed them all raw meat and give them hot sauce. But all the best pit bull um, breeders used to say the same thing you just said. If you just feed it the right raw material, it's going to turn out right if you got the right thing. That's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. There we go. I'm happy. Let me get over to my next caller uh, from Oakland, California, in the building. Miss Ayana, how you doing tonight, sweetheart? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you. This is great. And I hope my next two questions don't, like, I hope it's not too, okay, yeah. Um, two questions. One, um, I wanted, Dr. Nardi, I wanted you to explain um, a little bit about sickle cell anemia um, and why is it that it is considered um, a disorder commonly found in the black community like what what is it what what's what's going on there and also i wanted to see if you can touch on somewhat um this whole hiv aids controversy as well um since we're talking about blood disorders and blood diseases and dirty blood what exactly is it what what are these scientists looking at in the microscope to determine HIV causes AIDS or if AIDS even exists? <laughs> yes, yes, um, it exists. But um, but what the early theoreticians uh, said about AIDS was flat wrong, flat, flat wrong. Um, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm treating uh, a pregnant, uh, not a pregnant woman, uh, a couple right now. Uh, no, one couple here, one couple overseas. Uh, who have uh, uh, HIV. The husband has HIV. The wife does not have HIV. And the other one, the wife HIV, has HIV. The husband does not have HIV. <laughs> it's the reverse. Uh, so we'll discuss that. But first, sickle cell anemia. Why it is so prevalent in the black community. There is, there is a chemical in, um, in uh, quinine, uh, the British call it quinine. Um, it's called chlorobenzene. Um, it damages the stem cells of the red bone marrow. This is why I don't advise any pregnant woman, any pregnant woman who has fever, who has any kind of ailment to accept or to to take a pharmaceutical drug you never know what is in the pharmaceutical drug they are giving you never mm -hmm. and you see they take advantage of uh i will not say blacks honestly i will not you you use the word you, you I, I am not limiting myself to ethnicity all what I will say is I will say that they take advantage of people who are economically deprived. People who are economically disadvantaged. 
people who cannot fight back, people who cannot hire a lawyer, they take advantage of these people. And you see them in certain neighborhoods giving drugs to pregnant women who complain of fatigue, giving drugs to pregnant women who have uh, menstrual discharge, and uh, not menstrual discharge, discharge during, uh, 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 during pregnancy. What is, a, what, what is a drug going to do to a pregnant woman who is having discharge? Nothing, nothing. You are just going to damage the fetus for nothing, the red bone marrow of the fetus. And once the stem cells are affected, the stem cells will keep producing distorted red blood cells. They look like a sickle. That's where the name sickle cell anemia comes from. And once you have sickle cell anemia, okay, you may have the trait. You may have the trait. The trait means your mother was exposed to some drugs, but the drugs did not do too much damage to the stem cells. That's why you have the trait. But if the drugs did extensive damage to the stem cells, you are going to suffer from sickle cell anemia, regardless of your race. There are whites who have sickle cell anemia also. There are Hispanics who also have sickle cell anemia. But majority are blacks who have sickle cell anemia. Just stay away from drugs when you are, when you are pregnant, regardless of what a physician will say. All the assurances that the physician will give you don't buy that assurance. I'm sorry. Don't buy it. You are pregnant and your fetus is very sensitive to many, many chemicals, including pharmaceutical drugs. That's what I have to say as far as, far as sickle cell anemia is concerned. Okay? Okay. One, before you go into the, the AIDS thing. AIDS, so yes. Mm -hmm. when, you say, when you say trait, is that is that um, common across the board when we're talking about people have certain traits where it may you may have the trait of this, but you know your your son or your daughter or your brother actually has the disease. Are you just speaking about damage? So it's not. I mean, what are they looking under the, underneath the microscope to determine traits? Like what what is okay? A trait, a trait, a trait, a trait is a is a disease marker. You know, we have markers when you when you uh, when you study pathology. You you have markers and. When you have a trait, it means you, you, you are genetically susceptible to full-blown sickle cell anemia if you don't know how to take good care of your red bone marrow. And that's that stems from the mother, and that stems from the mother taking some sort of pharmaceutical drug that damaged her red bone marrow or the babies? Like what? No, it's, 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 a, it's a mistake the mother made. It's a mistake the mother made by accepting a tiny, I mean, it, it could even be a cough syrup. Mm -hmm. don't, don't forget that cough syrup is laced with saccharin. Saccharin is 500 times sweeter than sugar. Mm -hmm. It could be with cough drop. You know, so pregnant women, that's, that's why I don't want I don't like uh, pregnant women to uh, uh, to cough because sometimes the the cough attack could be so severe that uh, she could have a miscarriage. You know, so um, when this happens, cough symptomatic right away and we we'll take care of that as quickly as possible. Don't go for any cough mixture or any cough syrup. 
No, no, don't do that. So a threat could come from any uh, seemingly harmless drug that you put in your system during pregnancy. So it is not as serious as being treated with drugs or for a, a specific condition during pregnancy. That's the difference. A treat is minor. It comes from a minor source. But whichever way you cut it, a pharmaceutical drug was involved. Hmm. A pharmaceutical drug was involved. Okay. Okay. Are you done so that you so that you move on to the to the yes. HIV AIDS? Yes. yes, yes. All right. As far as HIV AIDS is concerned, um, one thing I've personally observed because I've treated all these people and their, their numbers are getting up and I mean their numbers are improving dramatically and they're very happy is the person's immune system was wretched, 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 wretched. Not good at all. Zero. What accounted for this? Let me tell you what accounts for this. Corn is, 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 is primarily, primarily responsible for this state of the immune system. Cyanide in corn. This is why I recommend very strongly that people who want to eat corn, ferment their corn in ash water, like the Native Americans have been doing. If you know how to ferment your corn properly, fine. Um, the amount of damage that corn would do to you would not be significant. Look at the epidemic of AIDS toward the whole world. AIDS has affected the corn belt more than the wheat belt. I took my time and I studied it inside out. Corn is affecting the corn, I mean, I mean AIDS is affecting the corn belt more than the wheat belt. Very few cases of uh, AIDS is evident, are, are, are evident in the European countries, in the wheat belt. Those who are affected are uh, people who have extremely weakened the immune system by sm smoking crack or methamphetamine or something like this. That's the difference. But when it comes to dietary um, use alone, dietary evidence alone, corn is the major factor. Go to Ghana. Go to Ghana. The people who I'm, who, who I'm treating, the people I'm treating in Ghana, they are not in the Ashanti region. They are not in the, in the Fanti region. They are in the Ewe region. They are in the Ghana-Dangwe region. These are the corn eaters. These are the corn eaters. Go to Nigeria. The same thing. Go to Uganda. The same thing. Corn eaters. So I have experience in this area. That's why I'm speaking from experience. So the best thing to do is get people away from corn. I know this is going to be hard 
The first thing they ask me is, my God, then what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? So I ask them, don't you have plantain over there? Don't you have yam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, we have. But listen, why did you put yourself in a box? Why did you put yourself in a box? You have to eat corn for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. When there are so many other foods that are available. So I am helping them to change their focus and their, their dietary habits. And this is how I'm helping them now to improve their numbers. So AIDS exists, yes, because uh, uh, your, the CD4 cell count will show that, yes, uh, your level has now reached that of AIDS. Or if, it is, if the CD4 cell is still much better, you have HIV, but you don't have AIDS yet. You know, so people have said that, oh, uh, uh, the white man uh, created an AIDS virus and all that. You know what? As a scientist, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Don't have a wretched immune system. And I will show you how to produce a strong, robust, and vibrant immune system. And then you'll be, able, you'll be on your way to curing AIDS. Thank you. So, I'm sorry, let me, just for clarity. So, no, 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 go, go, go ahead, go ahead, yes. So, always, always when I say thank you, it means that I've finished my, answering the oh, question, if you have some okay. more, yeah. Uh -huh. so, so, AIDS is autoimmune disease, yeah? Is that what that means? Um, put it this way, it's, it's, the, it's the most extreme form of autoimmune disease. Now that you brought this, now that you mentioned this big word, Autoimmune disease, I have to explain it. Let me explain why autoimmune diseases occur. We have to produce enzymes. And at the end of the enzymatic reaction, you have to produce another enzyme to, to, to finish off the enzyme that has reached the end of its cycle. If you don't produce the extra enzyme, we call them the super enzymes. If you don't produce super enzymes, the enzymes that you have there are going to start damaging your hormones. Why is it that women have low estrogen? They have low estrogen because the enzymes that they did not clear are damaging their hormones. Men have low testosterone why? Because the enzymes that is not clear at the end of the enzyme cycle destroy the testosterone. And this applies to all hormones. After they have finished damaging your hormones, they will begin to damage other brain essentials, other body essentials, including the tissues of your joints, and your joints will begin to swell. That's why they say rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. Now, when it reaches the red bone cells, the red bone marrow, and they begin to destroy your white blood cells and your B cells or your granulocytes and the A granulocytes, that is where you have a wretched immune system. Instead of your T cells fighting the viruses that invade your body, what is going to happen? 
your T cells will turn into growth factors for the viruses that invade your body. So now you'll be open game to every virus that invades your body. Your influenza virus will infect you, and then you cough and cough and cough, you have influenza. If they take you for influenza, that would be wrong. You, the, the, the pneumonia, uh, if you may have viral pneumonia, look at all these AIDS, AIDS patients. They die either from viral pneumonia or bacterial pneumonia. Mm -hmm. You see? That's mm -hmm. so address the root of the problem. And it's only symptomatic that addresses the root of the problem. So HIV is not necessarily the cause of AIDS then, because it sounds like AIDS is just an, an, a symptom or an effect of having a really terrible immune system to begin with. So people going to take an HIV test and discovering that they're borderline full-blown AIDS or something like that, are they, are they looking at the blood in a way that you're describing, talking about, like, the T cells being low and so forth? That could mean anything. So why would they call it HIV or AIDS? Well, you see, don't forget that all these, when they started the research, in the uh, intense research in the, in the 1980s, early 1980s, uh, you remember when uh, these very uh, very popular actors uh, died, Rock, Rock uh, Hudson. Rock, yeah. Yes. He was the one who, who really made the FDA to, 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 to crank up their, their research on AIDS. And then they came up with all kinds of theories that uh, AIDS is caused by the lentivirus, and the lentivirus is, uh, is, uh, uh, is a virus uh, that, that, affects, that, that infects snails. But now, here's the question. There are people who have HIV, but who don't eat snail. So how did they get HIV? Then they change the theory by saying that, well, uh, uh, sometimes you can get it by, by, by sitting there because it, it could be airborne and you can, you can inhale it. And uh, no, 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 no. You see, they, they were not sure. You see, it is a virus, and you have DNA virus and you have RNA viruses. Then you have retroviruses. HIV is a retrovirus. What is a retrovirus? A retrovirus uses any growth factor for reproduction. Okay. Some, some, um, some RNA virus use only folic acid. If there is no folic acid there that they can see, nah, they will not reproduce. They will die. Another, other viruses have, uh, they, they need calcium to reproduce. If there's no calcium in there, nah, they will die. You see? But HIV, as a retrovirus, will use anything to reproduce. That's why it's very, very difficult to get rid of HIV. Mm. Very, very difficult. But you may have HIV, and you will not progress to AIDS at all if you know how to keep a robust immune system. You will never, never have AIDS at all. So what you need to do if you have HIV is to have a root cause therapeutics, a root cause therapeutics specialist, who will show you how to produce a robust immune system, and you will never, never progress to to AIDS. And even if you have AIDS, call symptometry. Will give you a robust immune system, and you will not, you will not, you will not succumb to AIDS at all. And your numbers, your CD4 cell count, will keep improving and improving, improving until they will take you off the AIDS list. So, but 
You see, if you behave like Danny Asbury, who went to the VA hospital and they were asking him, okay, how did how, how come your blood is so clean? And he did not mention symptometry. Well, symptometry will still not be in the limelight. You know, we are doing wonders, but, uh, well, people don't give us credit, so it's okay. It's all right. So HIV will still be in your system, but you just won't have the effects of it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, HIV, HIV will still be in your system until you have starved it out of your system. You have to know You have to know the kind of meat you eat. You have to know the kind of fish you eat. I say eat tilapia, but don't eat tilapia that was farm-raised. Tilapia from China, oh, stay away from that tilapia. Oh, stay away from that tilapia. So now you are going to buy tilapia. Is the the, uh, the, 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 the the fish seller, would the fish seller be honest enough to tell you that this tilapia is from China? He will not tell you because, hey, if he, if he does that, he will be shooting himself in the foot. He will not food, put food on the table for his family. So you have to know the kind of foods to eat. You have to know the kind of foods to eat and the foods uh, uh, not to eat. This is how you help yourself to get rid of the HIV virus. And your numbers will keep going down and down and down. Just like when I take people who have herpes. You see, the number keeps going down and down and down and down until it is now negligible. You are free. That's how it is done. Thank you, Dr. Nari. This was great. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Al. I love it. Thank you, Ayana. Yes. It's awesome, baby! I think Brother Gaz has another question on the line from New Jersey. Brother Gaz, you on the mic? Yes, sir. Yeah, I do have another question for uh, Dr. Naughty. Dr. Naughty, can you uh, speak to the CCR5 genetic mutation? The CTR5? Yes. Yes, you see, uh, you see, this genetic mutation, this is what, this is what I, this is what I, this is what I said earlier. When you know, when you produce enzymes and you produce super enzymes, these observations that etiologists have, have mentioned, uh, pathologists have mentioned, will not, will not occur. Because right. it's a, it's a genetic mutation. What is a genetic mutation? A genetic mutation occurs when the 20 amino acids are not properly paired in the genes. So what did you eat to decouple your amino acids in the gene? What did you eat? Did you eat corn? What did you eat? It is in what you ate. You see, people are not aware of this planet. The, the, the <laughs> planet Earth is not as is not as harmless as we were made to believe. Right. The planet Earth is not as harmless as we were made to believe. Please, I'm sorry. The plants have to protect themselves also. God created them, so they protect themselves with poisons. You go and eat them. You eat them, what they will do to you, and if you don't have something to reverse the damage they will do to yourself and to your DNA, 
Well, you suffer the you suffer the consequences. So the question mm -hmm. is, what did you eat in order to decouple the amino acids in your genes? You ate something. And what is a genetic mutation? It's a constant error that your DNA will not stop making. That is a genetic mutation because it's the gene that has to that has to pass on the genetic material to DNA. And then DNA has to uncoil, has to unwind in order to pass on the genetic material to RNA. RNA is a factory that produces everything in the human body. So if there is a mistake in the gene, if there's a mistake in the gene because the amino acids have not been properly paired, but DNA is going to release an error to RNA. And the protein that RNA is going to produce will be full of mistakes. So this is what this is what the CTR5 has been, a mistake. So why don't you correct the mistake? I'm a therapeutic scientist. Right. Why don't you correct the mistake by finding out what the person has been eating? Stop the person from eating what he has been eating and then let the person eat scientifically and then ionize the blockages that made it impossible for the amino acids to be properly paired in the genes. If you remove this blockage and you will see that, well, the sickle cell will not be as distorted as they used to be. The protein will not be as distorted as they used to be. After a few years, the cells will begin to correct themselves. That is what I have to say about the CTR5 factor, okay? Now, is it also true that the CTR5 uh, genetic mutation, if two, if two parents, mother and father, both have this genetic anomaly, that the children that they produce uh, would not be susceptible to the HIV virus? Well, oftentimes it's only the father, or sometimes it's only the mother. Um, in a very, very rare occasion, you have the father and the mother who have that. And when the child is born, when the child is born, the child is born with many genetic susceptibilities. Now, it is up to the child. I was born with many genetic susceptibilities. Oof! I was born with a ton of them. But look at me today. Optimally healthy on all the seven fronts. Year after year, decade after decade, what does it tell you? This tells you that all these theories that are out there, they did not go far enough. Right. Okay? Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. one other question. Can you explain um, the, uh, the Bombay? the Bombay blood group or the H antigen? Can you just talk a little bit about that group? Because that's the group that not a lot of people really talk about. I know it's, um, uh, it's, uh, it's more frequent in uh, Bombay, India, but um, that's one of the groups that you very rarely hear people even, you know, speak to. Uh, what, what was that? You are, you are breaking up. Uh, you are, you are, you are. I'm sorry. Um, the Bombay group? 
uh, blood group or the H the H antigens? The H antigens? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. The Bombay group. Don't forget the, the Bombay group. Don't forget that, uh, yes, don't forget that um, when I tell people that um, being a vegetarian is not necessarily what is very important, but you have to learn how to eat scientifically. Um, the, the Bombay group, um, they found um, an anomaly, uh, an abnormality in, in, the, in, the, in the cells, in the blood type. And instead of always finding the root of the problem, uh, find the root of the problem in the diet of the Indians. What is, what is in their diet? I went to some Indian restaurant, and believe me, um, I ate something. I don't want to mention the name, and this thing wrecked, it wrecked my, 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 my mucus system for a whole week. It wrecked my mucus system for a whole week. But you don't have to say it because, hey, it is a restaurant and people have to make a living, so you don't have to. But I'll tell you what happened to me. If I had not been, if I had not been a symptomatist to reverse this, I mean, I would have had this, I would have had a chronic issue today. The Bombay thing is, there is a lot of MSG in many of the foods. And this is common in the bomb I mean, this is common in this part of the world. It's not common in Africa. It's not common in, in the Caribbean. No. It's common in only in this part of the world. So it's coming from the food that people eat. Instead of just focusing on the H antigen and all that, find a solution. Because I'm a symptomatist, and I always think as a symptomatist and as a therapeutic scientist. Let's find a solution. The solution is in the food people eat. Stop saying you are a vegetarian. Stop saying that you eat this kind of food according to your culture and so on and so forth. Solve the problem by eating scientifically. So that's why I would not like to go into the, these details because this will limit, this will tie my hands. Okay? Yeah. Right. And so, so it, it is true that the the old the old the old blood type or the type zero and the H antigen are close in terms of that uh, of the genetic sequence or the allelic sequence. They're very close because they liken it. When I was researching, they liken them very similar. So, is that true when you you looked under the microscope and you? Look at these yes, eyes. yes, yes, yes. They are, they, they, they are, they are, they are similar, but they are, they are not the same. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are pretty, they are pretty sim- similar. Yes, they are pretty okay. similar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, big brother. Appreciate that. No problem. Let me see if I can get Tariq back on. Oh well, well, Amzu, you've been quiet as a church mouse over there. What you got going on? Dr. Nargan, they like putting their phones on mute when they're doing other stuff. <laughs> it's okay. I'm looking for. Let me let me see if Tariq got his phone on. The, on. Let me see what my let me see what my blood. My, okay, okay. I'm bringing Tariq on next. Tariq, I'm going to open your microphone. So get ready. Uh, Amsu, yes sir, you live. Okay, yeah. I just uh, really just like to say I, I was appreciating the, the information that we were getting about the, the 
blood types and, and, and you know, and, and the places around the world and how food, you know, these 45 foods that symptometry advocates to say that it will level the playing field for all human beings. So it doesn't matter which culture we come from, which part of the world we're, we're from, it, all that really matters is that they create the least amount of health health disruptors and the least amount of debris in the blood, and um, and we can then stay healthy. So I, I've just really been enjoying just hearing this information. I know that's right. Um, what I was getting ready to say. Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me uh, let me see. Let me, let me go ahead and get some feedback from my man Tariq Elegante. You on the line? Yeah, I'm here, bro. What you got? Uh, since, since tonight has been your uh, first dip down into the best healthcare you've never heard of, what kind of feedback could you give me on some of the information that you heard tonight? Oh man, I was I was just sitting back being a student, you know, just, just soaking it all in. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the, the Greensboro event um, to get some more insight and, and meet the brother personally. But um, yeah, from from my brief observation and. You know, my, my, my work of doing this uh, live blood analysis, I mean, everything comes down to the to the, to the quality of that blood, man. So any any type of therapy, any type of, uh, you know, thing we can do to, 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 to make that happen, man, is, you know, definitely needed. Because, uh, I mean, me personally, when I started, when I first uh, started doing this, when I, when I first got my microscope, man, I, 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 was, I was so excited. And the first thing I done... Was took a sample of everybody around me, all my family, all my friends, um, you know, vegetarians, everybody. And what I what I came across was ninety percent of the blood that I looked at was 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 dirty. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was it was, it was awful. When it came down to the kids, when I when I looked at the and this the, what shocked me when I looked at my own daughter's blood and I saw the that her blood wasn't you know, clean as it should be. So I said, well, I need to get on that early. But for me me being able to look at the blood and see the quality of it, you know, I, I know that when I make dietary changes or I eat certain foods, I can see the, the immediate effect on the blood. You know, and that's that's something that, uh, you know, the brother was speaking on. Like if, you, if you, when he went to the Indian restaurant he, and he, he ate a certain uh he ate something that that just you know cause a lot of mucus in his body. I mean, when you when, you, when you, you can actually see that in a lot of blood analysis, you can see after a certain meal, you know the the reaction that the body has to it. So uh, eating scientifically is is, is 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 the best thing that you can do. But you want to eat scientifically, you must know, you know, you you, you must have some type of knowledge on on the foods that you eat. So you know what your brother's bringing is very important. So like I said, I look forward to meeting him. When it comes down to Greensboro, and um, you know, take it from there. That's what's up, and definitely um, the book that Doctor Nardi has with the enzyme chart in it, and those forty-five books—I mean, forty-five foods that he has taken into the lab—is um, called "What to Consume." So, if there's anybody who's listening on the download or on the live broadcast, the name of the book is "What to Consume," and you can find it on the symptometrybooks.com site or symptometry.info. 
Symptometry.info is the new Symptometry site. We got a hold up with the Symptometry.com name. So if you go over there and it says the site is up under reconstruction, just take the .com out and put .info there. And within by the time next week's show is up, we will already have that matter straightened out. I talked to Dr. Nardi today, and we got on the marketing team. And so it's something that's a technical issue, not dealing, you know, so not inside of symptometry. It's somebody who is a is an internet thing going on. So we have to wait five to seven days. But right now, you can go over to symptometry.info. Please check out the video. Please check out the about page on Dr. Nardi. And if you want to get the book, you can get it from symptometry.info, or you can get it from symptometry books. Dot com and that's where all the downloaded shows are at. If you if this is your first show, not just uh, Brother Tariq, but anybody listening, please, please, please go check out the very first show we did 15 weeks ago. Seems like yesterday, and that was the that was the groundbreaker where we came on and said, "Symptometry, the best healthcare you've never heard," and we rocked them. And then the next show was for the ladies' night. Then we had a show for the autism. We've had a show probably on every subject, Tariq. We had a, we even had a show on marijuana where we couldn't even nobody call in, and I don't even have it where my lines get jammed up like that. But we there's not been a subject that we have that has came across the board that we have avoided. We do not uh, avoid anything here on Original Native Radio as far as the research extends um, concerning some symptometry uh, and what our particular mission is, letting people know that we are here for them healing healing and curing is proven proven you know the, the like you said men lie women lie but the blood don't lie so when you got <laughs> when you got those type of things going on Dr. Narda we may have to make a t-shirt for something like that right <laughs> I can't wait to use look Dr. Narda you going to know who Tariq is too as soon as you see him I'm telling you he, he's every bit of 7 foot tall now, he's not 6 8 he's not 6 9 he's 7 feet tall oh yeah okay Okay, I'll be looking. For, I'll be looking for such uh, uh, a tall figure uh, in the audience when I come on the thirtieth. <laughs> you, you, you would definitely, and, and, and he's and he's already fresh dressed. He's already. I I've never seen him in a pair of, in a pair of jeans either, Doctor Nard. He got all. He got the fly silk silk ties. He already looked like a sometimeometrist already. All right, okay. Because our our uniform is is a uh, is a sharp 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 suit all the time. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. Tariq, did you hear that, Tariq? Yeah, fresh to death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what Dr. Nardi was going. Dr. Nardi, do you even listen? Do you listen to hip hop music, Dr. Nardi? Oh, uh, I don't have too much time. No, no, I don't have too much time because. I'm always shuffling between prescription research and clinic work and all that, so uh, I don't have too much time. But I wish. But this is why I want I want many doctors of symptometry so that I will have time to to to, to listen to the world and visit the world now and then see how human beings really live. <laughs> I was just saying that because so many of the potential um, symptometry students that are poised to come in um, have been raised by the rhythm of hip-hop music. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so, uh, you know, a a lot of people came up on James Brown. A lot of people came up on Ella Fitzgerald. A lot of people came up on Miles Davis. Well, a lot of us who who, who are adamant 
about healing and optimal health. Mm-hmm. We come up on artists such as uh, KRS-One and Rakim and uh, Brand Nubian and Jay-Z and things like that, you know, MC Light. So it's it's it's, it's going to be a fun ride. I'm just I, yep. I, I'm 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 just pre, I'm just giving you a quick preview. It's going to be a fun ride. There was that. Thank you very much for for conditioning my mind. This way, I will know what to expect when 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 the time comes. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Yeah, I, I had to give him a little warning, Amsu. So when we come in there with the two twelves <laughs> in the trunk, beating down the block, <laughs> he'll say, "What is that?" That's just some some tometers riding up. They got some fifteens in the back. <laughs> All right. If anybody else has any calls tonight, because we're gonna turn it in early, please press one uh, because we're getting ready to go ahead and uh, give Doctor Dr. Nardi and Amsu a um, a uh, early night. I'm going to go over here and check my email because I just got something for my my announcements. Um, what we have is, Amsu, I'm going to need you to give out the address for Mount Zion Church in Greensboro on June the 30th. Okay, that is going to be 1301 Alamance Church Road, Greensboro. And again, 1301 Alamance Church Road, Greensboro. There we go. Y'all need to be there. And, and anybody coming in from Charlotte or anywhere off the major highways, you're going to be coming in off of 8540. So if you know how to get to 8540, you're going to get off on the Martin Luther King exit. You're going to get off on the Martin Luther King exit, go down to the McDonald's, and make a left. And then you'll see the church on the left about a mile and a half up the road, if that far, probably probably a mile. But if you can get to 85 or 40, whether you're coming from Atlanta, whether you're coming from D.C., New York, Wherever, uh, Los Angeles, if you want to drive all the way in and take 24-hour drive, leave on Wednesday so you can get there and get some rest on Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday you'll be um, bright, bright-eyed, bushy-tail. So, um, and also, um, for, to RSVP, you can go to www.symptometry.info forward slash RSVP symptometry.info forward slash RSVP and or you can um, contact Dr. Abbott and his phone number is 336-456-9183 336-456-9183 he is the he is the point man uh for the for this for this operation here in North Carolina and sure enough, you know, we're trying to get out the phone early. Somebody will press 1 and raise their hand. Let's get to this next caller before we get out of here. Caller from the 910-429. Uh, can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, yes, my name is Wally, calling from Rayford, North Carolina. Oh, shucks, right down the street from Fayetteville. Oh, yeah. that's. I was getting ready to say I was close to Fayetteville. Many people don't know where Rayford is. Oh, man. Well, thank you for calling tonight, Brother Waleed. You got a comment, question, or feedback for Dr. Nardi? Yes. This is my my first time calling in. Uh, And over the past year, I've had uh, several health problems. I was in a car accident uh, at the end of 2010, and that kind of touched on what the person asked about uh, the the trauma to the body. Uh, and then well, shortly after that, I had uh, several 
health issues that occurred, including high blood pressure. Uh, that caused me to go blind. I've been diabetic for uh, probably 15 years, and right now I'm experiencing kidney trouble, kidney failure. So I wanted to find out, uh, is that reversible? Is Once the damage is done to the body, I've heard several several times that the body can repair itself if you give it the right the right fuel. Uh, but as far as my kidney trouble, uh, uh, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, can this be corrected using the right uh, proper diet? Well, you will not be the first and you will not be the last. I have, I have people on, on, on dialysis right now. Are you on dialysis? No, not yet. They, oh, they oh. Then, then that's good. That's good. If, if you are not on dialysis, then your chances are your chances are much better. And uh, I will advise you as far as okay. You say you are blind or you are partially blind? Uh, partially blind. You are partially blind. So can you walk or can you walk? If I, uh, yes. is it assisted? Is it assisted walking or you, uh, you need somebody to to hold your hand or what? What is it? Uh, no, I had surgery and he cleaned out the scar tissue from the diabetes and the high blood pressure. So now I can walk unassisted. Uh, I was okay. completely blind at one time. Okay. What I, what I want you to do, what I would like you to do is that uh, you have to you have to give me a call so that uh, I, I, will, I will treat you inside out because I don't want to, first, I don't want to treat your diabetes and then leave out your high blood pressure and then... Uh, and then to, or treat your kidney and leave out your high blood pressure and your diabetes. And uh, you have to know the kind of foods you have to eat, especially for, for your kidneys. You have to know the kind of foods you don't have to eat for the rest of your natural life. If you had known this, you would never have eaten these foods. But you didn't know and you kept eating them and then look at what it did, what it did to your kidneys. So you have, I will show you what you have to do to, 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 stop, to stop damaging your kidneys further. And then two... As far as your high blood pressure is concerned, I will show you also uh, the kind of exercise to, to do, and then I have to ionize plaque from all your blood vessels, and that's what I will do for you. And then um, um, what is, as far as uh, your diabetes is concerned, I will show you the kind of foods you have to be eating more often, and uh, bell pepper, and that, that, is, that is going to be a staple of your diet from now on. You will listen to the show, so even though today is your first time of of listening to the show, at least you learn something about uh, green bell pepper, not yellow, not uh, not not red, green bell pepper, and then uh, then we'll take it from there. So uh, when you give me a call, then you have the details later. Okay, we don't have too much time on the radio. All right, thank you. Yeah, big brother, uh, big brother, do you have uh, do you have Doctor Nardi's phone number? Uh, I have a number off the web off the website. Uh, hey. Yes, okay. I believe. That's the correct phone Okay. Are you in the... All right, Coach? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Um, We also like people to go to symptometry.info and go to the contact page, and that that way they can request a symptometry consultation on the symptometry.info page. And um, that way they're... You know they'll be able to be uh, spend some time with Dr. Narty um, by by going to the 
the uh, info page, the contact page on symptometry.info. All right. Y'all heard it. Symptometry.info, then go over to the contact page. Dr. Narda, you got any uh, parting words or announcements tonight before we get out of here? Oh, no. Um, I just, well, the only the only announcement that uh, I would like to make is uh, uh, Dr. Charlie Abbott. Dr. Charlie Abbott is the, is the administrative coordinator uh, of the American College of Symptometry. And the announcement uh, he was picked for the job um, uh, this past Sunday at a board meeting. So he is the administrator of the college. And uh, 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 Tammy, Tammy Stokes. And Tammy Stokes is the, is the, admissions, is the admissions officer. So, um, all, so all, all inquiries will not, should not be directed to, uh, to me anymore or to Bell. They should be directed, they should be directed to uh, Dr. Charlie Abbott and Tammy Stokes. I think mm-hmm. their telephone numbers, I think uh, they, uh, I'll have to give you the telephone numbers later. But these are the people to call, uh, these are the officials to call when it comes to the American College of Symptometry from now on. It's awesome, baby! This is a dream come true. I know that's right. Congratulations, big brother. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Remind me to tell you about these. Once Dr. Nardi puts you on in the current uh, wave, it just happened. So. Oh yeah, Doctor Nardi's. Is, I'm getting ready to call him Doctor Tsunami. That's what I'm gonna call him, Doctor Tsunami. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I also, I also wanted Brother Tariq to give out his contact information as well. How can uh, Tariq? How can people get in contact with you if they're in Charlotte and they want to check out their blood or wherever they at? Yeah, they can. Uh, you can email me um, at destinygrind at gmail dot com. Um, or you can uh, reach me on my uh, business line, 704-385-1094. Or you can check check me out at uh, AOGIwater.com, and that's our site. But uh, look forward to uh, – I'll, I'll be present in, uh, at the Greensboro event, so you know, look for me there. All right. We got the t- teamwork makes the dream work. This is a dream come true. All right, I thank everybody for tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. And I'm going to go and take us out with some good old hip-hop here. We'll see y'all next Tuesday at uh, 8. And by far, but this Thursday, we are talking real Tantra at 8 o'clock. We're talking real Tantra this Thursday at 8 o'clock. So be there or be square. Peace. I see the blood in your eyes.